you lot. I got the equipment set for episode 52 of Garage Hammer. The fat manling's got Chris Ewan talking about turn phases and two years of 8th edition Warhammer and interesting facts from bits too. So, have a seat if you want, but remember, shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to Garage Hammer episode 52. 52. 52 with Chris Yu. <laughs> oh, very nice. You made it too easy to rhyme that. Um, hey, folks, it's uh, David here. Uh, episode 52 of Garage Hammer with you. Uh, Jeez, until I got a regular, until I get a regular in here, I can't just say fake names because I have to introduce myself right off the bat. Well, you, well, you have the uh, master engineer to lean on. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, yeah you, get you and the master engineer—that's a great show right there. <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> the conversations on that show would be thrilling, and the editing would be mind-boggling, borderline scary. Borderline but I would scary. like to hear it. Uh, you'd see me come out after the editing job on that, just pulling my hair out and <laughs> looking all bug-eyed and crazy. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, well. before we get uh, started, we need to thank our sponsors. Chris, you have a copy of the show notes. Would you mind uh, reading off the sure. to the sponsors? As always, we need to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Uh, visit their website at u- uniquegg.com. Game Preserve stores located throughout Indiana, Ursa's Den Custom Painting and Sculpting, Battle Foam, Protecting Your Army, and Weird Worlds Terrain. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Good. <laughs> 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 you can find links and information for all of our sponsors, both in the show notes and also on our website, garagehammer.net. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for my pleasure taking over on that for, for this episode. And thank you for guest hosting on short notice. I'm, no, I'm happy to. This is uh, this is good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we don't have a shout-out this week. We had one from Ian Loxham last episode. Okay, we only recorded last Monday. I mean, the episode's been out for three days. And Johnny we're recording on the spot. this. Oh. Yeah, so this will be out by the 10th, which will be the two-year anniversary of Warhammer 8th Edition. Two years. We're halfway We're halfway wow. to ninth by their scheduling. Is it's that two, right? Halfway? Is it four to five years? It's two years. Okay. If they do it on a four-year, if they do just a, a tweak, they'll, you think they'll do it on the four-year cycle? It's not a complete rewrite? Sure, kind of like seventh was yeah. to sixth. So okay. in two years, we'll get they'll fix skirmishers a little bit. Mm-hmm. They'll you know pull back on certain rules or clarify a few things. Maybe we'll see Steve Luckman come back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That would be nice. It that would be nice because nice he is so much fun to play he against. Is, yeah, we miss you, Steve. Yay! Uh, yay! Oh boy, that's the cold medicine, I guess. All right, uh, there is no news and rumors because everything is out right now. That's like on anybody's list. Um, the Kickstarter thing we talked about is over last mm-hmm. episode. Uh, 40K is out for... 40K has dropped. That, yeah, that's all new releases, but yeah. there's no... I mean, literally, the big new releases were 48 hours ago, so mm-hmm. there's no there's no news yet. There's, hey, there's more stuff coming out for this in a few weeks. Right. Well, the podcast verse has been uh, active with a lot of 40K stuff. Yeah, and honestly, like I said, I like, I like the fluff. I mean, everyone knows I'm reading the Horus Heresy, so I'm like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to read the fluff. I'm going to look at the rules. 
uh, I really like what I'm seeing so far. As a person who's not coming at it from having played several editions, and uh, this is good, this is kind of dabbled in it. From yeah, I mean, I had like two demo games. I had two demo games, or actually one and a half demo games, um, and I just. I didn't quite get it. It didn't. There's certain things that just didn't quite make it's, sense it's to me. Very different, more fluid. I would say it's, it, it's not just that. I mean, some of the things I know are going to sound stupid to other people, but just like when I went to write a list, I'm like, okay, I got these orcs from this guy. I'm like, okay, I have to. If if okay, I, I, you looked at this long list of all these, you know, if you have this many guys, you can have this type of weapon or this type of weapon. I'm like, okay, which one of these do I need? Which one's good? You know, like am I? You know, should do I do I do I Make a model with one of each of these weapons and put them all aside for the well, one. Well, that's I part need. of the fun of it. You get to mix yeah. and match and experiment. Yeah, and I just I, I was I, I had not been so uncertain even in list building in such a long time. And then they're like sixth editions coming out in like six months. I'm like, I'm gonna wait. Sure, I'm gonna wait and see what happens. Makes sense. Um, but I'm really liking this. Uh, I'm really liking this rule set. That yeah, we were so talking far. a little bit about that before you pressed the record button. Yeah, and I had heard uh, the, the actual placement of the physical model makes. A lot makes a difference now, whereas before it didn't. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things that I was looking at because um, when we did play, it was like the wound allocation. That's one of the things you hear as a complaint that you can get gamey with it. Um, just, you know, they, just strip off your rank and file before it gets to your champion or whatever. Right. That, that well, sort of thing. It, yeah, that it's basically if you have di- characters of different types in the same unit or of different stats in the same unit. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I might be wrong on this because, like I said, I only, but it's like if you can get the guy, if you have this many, he has a different weapon. They're different groups, so you can allocate the wounds as you go through so everyone gets you know an even number. Right. But you can play games with, okay, I'm going to have this guy take it first. You, as the controlling player, can right. allocate who's getting hit. Right. That doesn't seem yeah. realistic. Now it's that? the closest guy gets gets hit much first. Much better. You know, I was and thinking template weapons then become much more tactical then. Because you lay down a template, strip off all the rank and file, and then create a, a lane to that character that you want to then kill. You could you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I thought was neat... Um, Besides that was when you're doing the shooting is now they apparently there was no return like there was no stand and shoot in hmm. 40k. So there now now they have it. Uh, is and, that the Overwatch? Yeah. Okay. So basically, if, if they're charging at you, you get to hit. I think it. I think you only get to hit on a low we- a lower weapon skill. So I thought I heard ballista skill one. Yeah. So you're hitting on sixes. Okay. So basically. You can stand and shoot. I mean, before you couldn't do anything. You just stood and accepted the charge. Now you can roll. They're just kind of spraying the area, yeah. hope, hoping that you're going to hit roll the Well, the cool thing is they've got a weird – everyone in that game moves like six inches except for the you know the vehicles. But all the characters, the they base move infantry six. moves six inches. Okay. Uh, kind of like if you're playing in those games, where they're moving from cover to cover. So no matter how fast you are, you're, you're only going to get about six inches across. Sure. Everybody can do that. Um, when they charge, it's 2d6. Oh, the Flat. random charge. Oh, you don't add your movement. No, everybody moves six. It's not eight to eighteen inch charges. It went from six to you had mm. to use no, no guess range. It was just always double. Okay, like in you know, like in seventh, it was just double. So it was six sure. and twelve. Now you can measure everything, but it's two d six. Was the previous edition there was no pre measuring? Is that no, right? There was no pre measuring. But now you can pre measure. Yeah. But it's completely random charge dis- distances. Uh huh. Interesting. Uh, the other thing is if quick fire happens because you take off the closest guy to you, if they just make their roll and you quick fire and take out the closest guy, the, the next closest guy has to be able to reach. So you, Okay. So you, you can could, make you them fail. Nice. I like that. I mean, it's just I'm reading through going, 
there's a lot of neat things here that I know weren't there in fifth edition. And as I'm reading through, like some of the subtle things, I'm not catching. Sure. Uh, one of the things that I know, I was talking to Brian Steele, and he, and we'll get to Warhammer real quick. I promise. But <laughs> I know we have 40k listeners, and Brian Steele, I was talking to him today. He loves 40k, and he's loving this rule set. Hmm. The thing he hated the most was, okay, you know when you roll to rally. Yeah. Okay. You know how in in uh, fantasy you can be march blocked. Yeah. They had the equivalent of rally block. So you could prevent someone if from If there was rallying. a unit within six inches of you, an enemy unit within six inches of you, when it was your time to rally, you couldn't rally. Just by default. You by default. You just no failed option. and kept running. So he called it escorting you off the board. He would dump and make your guys uh, run, and then his little his little vehicle, like his 35-point sure rhino, would just trug along with you and escort you off the board. Yeah, I can see that being abusable. And I'm certain once you've learned that it can happen and stuff, you try to avoid it, but it's like it's it's gone now. You would think that something like heroic space marines as crack infantry squad would be able to rally if there's a well, they used hover to, bike. Here's nearby. some other changes that or differences that seem to go more towards fantasy. There was once you were under 25 percent, you just kept running. There was no insane courage. Okay. Now they have insane courage. Mm-hmm. I think if they have a character in there, they can use their character's leadership. Instead of needing insane courage, too. Nice. So, or if you're fleeing and you get charged, like you you were fleeing and now some unit charges you mm-hmm. on, on their turn. You know, the, you, I ran on my turn. You charged that fleeing unit. We would normally have to just continue to flee and sure. try to get away. They make a straight-up leadership check. So they just do a no modifiers. If you pass it, you stop where you are. You don't even get to move. Your unit just stops, but you're ready for the attack. You fail it, they overrun you and wipe you out. Hmm. So it's not like you got to keep fleeing and see if it works. It's just, do you get it together quick enough to stand and fight, or are you dead? Interesting. There's, but it's there's. It's it just, sounds like fun. You know, I actually have remnants of an Eldar army. Maybe I should, you know, whip those together. Yeah, don't get rid of it. Put little bits together. We'll have some small games. See if it's even any fun. Because I'm as I'm reading the rules now, it, it to me it seems more fun. It's like it seems like something I'd, I'd be more willing to play. So, but I, I here for small, you know, small. 750. So 750 to 1,000, I would think, would be enough to get good starters in. I might have to look into that. It, it, I mean, I'll play anything. It might be fun. It might be, now's the time, I think, if you're going to experiment with 40K. I got if the, you're 40 curious, as yeah. you like to say. <laughs> I've got the rule book. You don't even need to buy the rule book. I've got the rule book. All you got to do is bring some models over, put them on the table, and see how it works. Do they sell? Because I know in the previous edition, uh, that battle the for. Yeah, the basic rule that's coming out in book. a couple months. Okay, I think September they said is that's the rumor. September for the uh, battle box, which I believe it's Chaos Space Marines and uh, Dark Angels. I think. I mean, I could be way wrong. That might huh. have changed. People were that's last I heard. Last I was paying attention, and the last I was paying attention was like three weeks ago. Cause sure, I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Well, that'll be cool. Maybe I'll check that out. It's well timed for the holidays then thereafter. So yeah, and the other thing that was really cool is with the we were talking before with the allies is now you can take a small sub army within your army from some of the other just gives you army a little list. taste. Yeah. Oh, you know, and it, you can't just take the cool item. You got to take a, a, a headquarter, a, a, like a general, a troop choice, and then you can take. That really cool item. Oh, so when meet you, your requirements. When you then. when you go to take, yeah, you have to have at least an HQ and a troop choice of okay. in that army. Then, so it's not like you're not just picking the best thing, but it's like you know, I really like that army. I want to build those models. I'll pick them up and put them in this. Or see how they yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly you're you're picking and choosing from all these different like. Oh, I like how this new army works. Let me just start a new force. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've got what six hundred points. If I get three, four hundred more, I can play small games with. That's it. how they get you. And now you have every army. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's almost like the first one is 
not for free, but the first one is cheap and we'll have you coming back for more. The funny thing is the first one seems so expensive when you first start building and playing. And then you're playing and you're, you realize how much fun you're having. And with the hours, if you actually spend time with all the if – you, if you – seriously, if I took the, the amount per hour – I actually spent on this game. It's probably not nearly as high as I as you would think, considering how much time we spend on sure. it. Sure, you know, cleaning mold lines, exactly and, yeah. painting. Yeah. But doing, I mean, it's still it's our hobby. Yeah. I could just see, you know, oh, I just need a couple, couple more, you know. Right, you, you start know, to it, rationalize. It is, it, yeah. yeah, you know, I've, I've put a lot of time. You know, it's better than me going out drinking with the guys. I'll pick up this and playing poker. You know, or yeah, I didn't lose it golf, doing that. Except, much of a golfer, but yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not much of anything outside. You are a great VC general, though. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes. I tried exercise once. I found out I was allergic to it. You were allergic? I did, dude. I got all red in the face. My heart was pounding. I got sweaty. That's not healthy. I got. I had to stop that right there. You might there. have to take some medication for that. <laughs> I was worried. I think I'm allergic. I was having an allergic reaction. Oh, God. Um, what else? Oh. New releases for fantasy. Let's actually get to some fantasy. Sorry, guys. I just I've been having so much fun reading the rules. What can I do? Fine cast for most of the metals remaining in the orcs and goblins, dark elf, tomb king, and lizardmen armies. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I don't mind that they're going to fine cast. They're going away from metal. It's just, and I know it's quicker and easier just to take the metal molds and, 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 and sure. just to do the fine cast. But some of those dark elf models need. Especially if you saw the dark Eldar models and how awesome mm-hmm. they were, some of those you know they look dated for sure. But yeah. they'll get around to it. I know they'll get around to it. But it just it, this is one of those things where it's like this opportunity you're changing over. I know, I know it's so expensive. They got to raise the price because they got to buy all these new molds. materials. Right. I'd like to see you know, you know, at this point, you know, come on, throw it, get it, get a couple of throw, new throw them a bone, do a Kickstarter, a yeah. get a Kickstarter right. for more new sculpts. <laughs> <laughs> GW Kickstartering for new. Listen, we know you don't like the old uh, Cauldron of Blood and the Witch Elves on it. Looks silly, right? Help us to make it uh, we'll get better. A, we'll make a new mold. Five, don't, donate five, for every five grand we get. We'll do a new mold off a crappy old fine cast mold. I like the idea, but I somehow see GW's execution of that <laughs> headed for our disaster. <laughs> yes, and if and if you donate now, you each get one of each model. Right? No, no, no <laughs> unit crap. You get one. One guy. Okay. You only need thirty nine more. <laughs> Well, there might be some special characters and things like that in there, some mm. champions. We'll get you small units. What did you think of the new Orc and Goblin characters? Um, oh, yeah. those the, are brand new sculpts. The, the, those two are the two plastics, yeah, yes. on the top. Uh, I like the Goblin Shaman. I mm-hmm. don't remember ever seeing a Goblin Shaman sculpt. Like, I remember seeing lots of Night Goblin Shamans. Yeah. Uh, but you, I, There are a few. I don't often see, at least not when I've been playing, Non night goblin goblins. Now, I'm sorry, Alex Gonzalez. I know has a ton of go- yeah. the goblin army, but a lot of times you see the night goblins because they're a, uh, a fanatic delivery system. Sure. Um, I I happen to have a bunch of the regular, regular goblins. goblins. I like them. I, you could use them with little bows, you know, if you mm-hmm. want. Uh, so I like the sculpt him sitting up on the rock with the one. It is cool. Yeah. It, it's one of the rare sculpts I think that I can recall where the, the actual base is part of the miniature. They're starting to do that now. I like if it. you look at the other one, in fact if you look at the descriptions, because I want to see if they were plastic, mm-hmm. the uh, Savage Orc uh, war boss. The guy that's swinging the that big, big boss. Big yeah, axe. the one he's got the big axe coming from behind he's screaming. Um, if you look at that it comes it's plastic, six pieces including a detailed Hmm. Plastic base, so he's got so those new ba- that's like they come with that with that, that is as cool. the base on the, the, the single characters. They're getting a sprue with the base actually on the sprue. I like it with the molded base. It looks cool. 
You know, it's it's it, they're moving towards. You know, you don't have to do everything and just because when you get one and it looks cool, then you want to try it once again. It will sure. get you into the hobby. Listen, I, we know a lot of you are doing these crummy bases, and it's just a little sand. And Here's a little this. something to get try. In. This look, yeah. it looks good. You like it? Yeah, try to build one. Come on, you know. And then come like looking it. for me. Come look for us next week when you want some more. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right here. That guy in the red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got what you need. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, and the plastic goblin shop is only ten bucks, and uh, Savage Orc Big Boss is about fifteen. Which you know, for fine cast, it's not that bad. Those two aren't fine cast. Oh, they're Those not. Those two new models are plastic. Oh, they're plastic. Oh. Interesting. Fine. I wonder why not fine cast. I don't know. Other than the plastic is looks damn good. Fine cast does have some amazing detail way over. The, Above the, and beyond. the metal detail. Sure. I mean, and I know either get good ones or bad ones, and I know I'm the one who must be lucky because your, your experience got, has been good. My experiences have been good. Um, every once in a while, you get a rough edge or a couple of little spot holes, but well, I haven't got anything that that was so ruined that I had to return it. Okay, and then that's where the green stuff comes in. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not a, I'm not one you know who's going to get all mad about the liquid green stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The model looks good. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I've just I've lucked out with it. I know a lot of people get mad, call it fail cast and other things that start with the word F, but or start with the letter F. That's not a word. <laughs> but what are you going to do? No, I think overall the fine cast to me, I, I looks good to me. So, well, you tell you what, uh, the tree can my uh, fine cast tree can were amazing. Of course, if they had pock marks in it, I'd never know. True, true. With all the wood bark, but the the amount of detail was just. Was something else. I really, I really did like it. There are times when I'm I'm pinning a metal model and sitting there with my little pin vise, and I'm, as I'm turning it, all I'm hearing in my head is fine cast, fine cast, fine cast. Because it would take two seconds then to pin it. You know the thing that, and that's the thing is, once I got used to working with the fine cast, I had to go back and pin a metal, and yeah. it's a pain. Uh huh. It is. I mean, even even now, uh, Privateer Press, I got that uh, Troll Blood uh, starter set at Adepticon. I already had a Troll Blood starter set, but that was all metal. Like the big guys are all big metal, difference. so I'm okay. So now I'm putting it together with them. I'm like, this is so yeah. easy. And then I got to pin together one of those big beasts. It's like seriously, one of my the really large trolls that I have. I think he's got like something like 17 or 18 pins in him because there's some limbs were you so pin, big. I, you did that many pins? Yeah. Yikes. I mean, he's got like a dozen pieces, but like that arm is really big and heavy. One little pin. I actually ain't gonna hold. I actually did a double pin, two in straight, and that's not easy to just make the two holes, make it they line up right, make them line up and get them in there. And if they're just a little bit off, then he'll liquid green stuff a little bit. (laughs) Sure, that's what it's for. Yeah, Um, but uh, yeah, it's you. I will say this: it's nice to have a nice, heavy, thick miniature in your hand at times. Uh, Yeah, it feels nice. Um, but the the ease of conversion is a, it goes a long way. Oh, it's yeah, it's so easy to cut them up and play with them. It's more stable if you magnetize it. It's it, you know you don't have to worry about the weight of the metal as much. Exactly. Yeah, it holds better with magnets. Yeah. I mean, I understand now that they will melt in people's cars. Really? So, well, I mean, that's what I've, I've heard. Well, I think people I, say I heard that. someone do that experiment. Someone left it in their car and it was like ninety six out, and they left it in their car, and it was they. People have left them out in their, on their deck, like on the ra- is rail it like, in is the it sun. Like, like a sword, like bends, or is I, it like a pool of gray? Goop? You know, the thing is, everybody. I've heard so many people saying how they got ruined. I haven't seen any pictures of them actually huh. ruined. Urban legends. Huh? So I, you know, I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm saying it is really soft. I could see it. I wouldn't leave it in my car. Give us evidence, to work. right? Yeah, I would. You know, I would bring it into work. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that with any miniatures, yeah. let alone fine cast. Exactly. I would just take the, what's in the case. Uh, something for later for work, you know, or right. something for after work. You know. Yeah. 
Actually, where I work, nobody would think, what's that? That's my miniatures. Oh, Y-Tech. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's get on real quick. Uh, before we take a commercial break, I just want to remind people, there uh, we do still uh, accept voicemails. I had one I got from Johnny Hastings that I just I actually can't play on the air without. Was it from Bits? Uh, it was right after Bits. He called and left it again, but it was that okay. uh, that message that I didn't get when he called me from Midwest Rampage. I think so, Midwest Rampage. Okay. Yeah. So, but if you want to, feel free to leave us a voicemail one seven five seven G H Show Six G H Show Six. Uh all right. So. Uh, We'll take a commercial break, and we'll come back with the Garage Manager section brought to you by Chaos Orcs Superstore. Chaos Orcs Superstore. That's right, folks. Chaos Orcs Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War. Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you. Because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Org Superstore. And we are back. We're back. And once again, thanks, Chris, for guest hosting today. Sure. Appreciate thanks for having it. me. Um, I will be doing guest hosts for a little while till we get a... Permanent person in, and I really appreciate you. Like I said, you're jumping in like this for me. Till so. you finish your interviewing process, oh, uh, yes. as it were. Yes, there's a They're long line up line out the door. Yeah, I see. You. There's a whole crowd of them out there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get into the crypt and record with. That's the, right. Get in your effect. good graces. Yeah. They're lined up with gifts and. Oh yeah, mantic yeah. sprues and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see out there. Look, Dave. I have painted zombies for you. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, um, actually, everyone's been really great about that. So. Okay, uh, blah, 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 garage manager section. Have you done any modeling since bits? Actually, I am now modeling and painting with a vengeance to prepare for Invasion Kenosha. Oh. Because, Mr. Whitech, seeing all those games happen at bits and not being able to partake really uh, kind of inspired me. It's like being able, it's like watching a, a gourmet chef cook when you're starving. Ah, uh, I see. So now I'm chomping at the bit to get some games in. So, yeah, I've been working on some goblins uh i've been working on a goblin chariot unit doing a lot of conversions there and actually okay. speaking of johnny hastings he has a great article um on their you magnificent bastards website right where they talk about working with epoxy sculpt to create custom bases okay and he's got two really good tutorials on there so i've been practicing with those and trying to you know get my skills up to snuff on, as far as that's concerned well, good, and get on it, because... I'm on it. Well, I'm, you're always a guy I come to to say, what can I do? So when you learn the new thing... You pass it on. Then I can learn from you, because I'm going to come be like, what do I do? Well, you know, I tried this, and it worked really good. Well, it's funny, because he was saying that uh, that t- those tutorials are like two years of trial and error condensed into two blog posts. Oh, so, God. <laughs> Mr. Hastings, we salute you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so uh, so you've been building orcs and you've been converting a chariot. What else? Uh, let's see. A, little, a lot of goblins, night goblins, getting those ready. Uh, some characters, uh, basically for that 1600 tournament coming up, getting those um, models scored away. I just got to change up a few bases, I've decided. That's uh, it? My 1600-point list is going to be VC, and it's, I mean, I could just, I'm going to pare down what I took to bits, and I'll uh. have plenty. I have done no. I mean, it's been a week since the last recording, and I have been doing probably, anything, uh, nothing. Taking a break. 
yeah, I mean, well, I pulled more garbage out of the story. <laughs> we've gotten, I went with the kids, we've gotten like the first two floors. I've been doing like home, like remodeling, like small home repair and like get, reorganizing. Yes. Getting, what I don't get is where all this stuff comes from. Because I'll come over one place and it's clear. Then I'll come over again. And that storage area right there is much bigger than you imagine. Hmm. It's actually not that much bigger than, but it actually under the whole stairway and that whole storage area that I'm pointing to. The audience is there a tunnel see. in there that leads to unique gifts and games? Or anything? I wish <laughs> it's like yeah, Harry Potter leads to Hogwarts. It's <laughs> the seventh exit, <laughs> a direct line to the game store. Exactly. No, but uh, I mean, there's just a lot in there, and it's just mm. and when people come over, I wind up moving stuff and putting more down there. It's just bad. But uh, so I've just been doing that for a week, and like the kids' rooms are all clean now. Finally, okay. everything's. Been like pared down, gotten rid of. I I made three chips to Goodwill this week. Oh jeez! And I've got a lot more. I just like I got to get you know we're cleaning the house. Gotcha. I got about one more week, and all the repairs down here in the basement will be done. We'll mm-hmm. have all the shelves up, all the things put away. Nice. We'll have a Warhammer party down here. Then that's exactly done. what the whole point is. The Excellent. whole point is get rid of. That's when you were helping me get rid of the old TVs and the and the, the shelves that you gave me. Yeah, that I'm gonna yeah display well, stuff on whatever the kids aren't using because I keep telling them like when. Because Heather mentioned a ping pong table, and the kids like lost Ooh. their minds. And I'm like, ping pong table works because I can throw that foam board over each side. It's a, yeah, it's they, a tailor made gaming you table. You can have almost two games on that if you, if oh, you yeah. didn't have to go to the one side. You know, depending on where you were, where you were playing it. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and the kids like, oh, we want it. So I'm like, yeah, nice. Yeah, but be careful though, because ping pong is a form of exercise, so you might need your medication. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh, see now I'm coughing. That's great. All right, so that but that's I didn't do any modeling. I didn't even get a game in this week. So okay. how about uh, any reading? Uh, I I finished the first the big like the fir- the first story in the Go Trek and, the Got Trek and Felix anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like ten short stories. Okay. The first one's a third of the book, and the last nine are all much shorter. I finished the big story. And it was nice. actually it was fantastic. It was really well written. I, I would imagine those to be quick reads. Is that the case? Uh, they are. They're yeah. good, but they're good mysteries, and mm-hmm. they've strung along so. You know, Nathan Long started doing it, uh, or Nathan Long is, is writing it now, and uh, he has managed to go back and grab some of the characters. In the beginning, with all the short stories, you'd meet these characters for a couple of stories, and they they drop they'd off and, and be go. gone. Sure. And one of the things that uh, Nathan Long did was to bring some of them back later. Hmm. And it's interesting for people to see it, and you're starting to get little hints. Felix is seeing people he hasn't seen in like 15, 20 years, and like, you look, you haven't aged a day. And he's like, oh, you look good too. He's like, no, no, no. Hmm. You're not, li- you haven't aged a day. So it's something supernatural going on here. Well, yeah, him yeah. being around Gotrek because he's got that, 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 uh, that axe, that rune axe that okay. he found. I'm not familiar with it, but. Gotrek found a rune axe that this they were going they've gone into the chaos they were in the chaos wastes uh, to find uh, to this old dwarf hold when the chaos gates blew up this dwarf hold was trapped in the chaos waste they go to find it um, they they can't find it he takes shelter in a cave and finds this dead mm-hmm. dwarf with this rune axe and he picks it up and basically like his destiny is interwoven with him being the one who found the axe he's supposed to do something. And that's why he can't meet his doom. That's why he keeps failing as a slayer. But it's not revealed yet what he's supposed to do. Nobody his, knows what he's supposed to do. And there was only one book that gave any real hint at to what, why he became a slayer. Um, but the rest of it is just Felix kind of following him around. And you you get the book basically. You, Felix is, is the character that gives you an in on okay. this. 
Interesting. Um, it's it's a really it's a great series to read. I, I haven't done a book a book review thing. Maybe I'll do a bonus thing and record one at one point. We just drop it in an episode. Sure. Um, but it's it's really a great, nice. really well written series. Nathan Long. In fact, he's got another series that he just wrote. Jane Carver of of uh, War W A A R. I think it is. I'm going to try to. I'm putting that one in my book queue just to give it a shot because I like so much of his other stuff. Cool. Uh, and I've been reading the 40K rule book, obviously. That's it's a good-looking book. I'm hoping to get through the rules eventually and get to all that fluff because I want to see what they changed and what they've... What How they've, they've evolved had. the story. Exactly. Yeah. I'm really actually quite interested in that part. So Very cool. Uh, what about you? Done any reading? Uh, a little bit uh, non-Warhammer-related. I read that book, World War Z, recommended by Aaron Schmidt and I, by yourself, I guess. <laughs> I did. I do. I love that book. It I mean, was a good book. Yeah. And I did mean, you know... Um, they're making a movie of that set to be released in 2013. Yeah. Do you know who's uh, headlining in that one? I The last I read it was uh, Brad Pitt was going to be the main oh, guy. Oh, he is in it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah he, okay. I saw pictures of that in uh, like the Entertainment Weekly, but I, oh, thought, okay. I thought you were picking like one of the... Because they're signing other... Like apparently a lot of people want cool. to get in on oh, this. Oh, yeah. I, I, it has the makings of a big cast because it's a global story. It's a global... With all those little short stories. Yeah. The one that The one that creeped me out, I think, the worst, without spoilering it, is when the family moved up north because the zombies Agreed. would freeze to death. Yep. That story, when she was starving to death and her parents are going and they find her food. They don't They don't really say where it came from. And yeah. it's just like, oh, oh my. Oh, this is just yeah. really... And then... Everything thaws and the zombies are just... They're you know, all over that, again. That should, have, that should have destroyed all their cells. They should have been destroyed. Right. No, they're zombies. Yep, they're still around. Uh, that was just, the way they wrote it, it made, they made it sound like that happened in like Wisconsin. Oh, I know. Right? It was just, just, yeah, where it gets really cold in winter and everything freezes, but it looks like they just moved a little north of us. Right. I mean, they didn't right. seem that far. So north. I'm picturing in my head like the handsome point boys walking around as zombies. <laughs> <laughs> or is one of the guys in the camp just killing the zombies yeah. when they come <laughs> close. Um, nice. The other thing that was scary about that is it it's like this weird epidemic. You hear things, nobody believes it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, you get the little hints at these weird, you know, something in something deep in the jungle. Somebody catches something, suddenly it's here, suddenly right. it's there. But even at the end of the book, when they wrapped up, it's like there's still zombies around. It's like they've turned the tide. They broke the back of them. They won the war. We came back from the brink of destruction. But they'll 90. always be with us. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like they're still, like they said, there's like one's weird at the bottom of the ocean. Those, like, mm-hmm. The Coast they Guard's just, always got to come be, up. And, yeah. yeah, there's someone who got missed. Like they didn't yeah. kill it. And it, it, it almost sounded as if people could still come back. Like right. if you died, it might still ha- You don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to or not. I mean, it was just, at the end, it was just like, it was really bleak, I thought. Well, did you catch the part about what uh, they thought might have happened to North Korea? Which was uh, all the people, all the, the soldiers along the the 38th parallel had disappeared. Satellite images showed that the entire population had disappeared. So they they had built these bunkers, underground bunkers, and so they think everyone in North Korea went into these bunkers to protect themselves. But after whole, the epidemic ended, no one came out. So they think the fear is that within these bunkers, that it's all zombies. Oh my God! The entire population of North Korea just waiting to come right. out, and, and someone's got to go open those doors and find yeah, who's going to do that. Why? You know, is it worth it? 
<laughs> so, so I found that very compelling. That's you know, I forgot <laughs> about that, dude. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I just remember reading that and being creeped out because I've got the little forest right behind my house. Mm-hmm. They said we're in a subdivision, but we don't have like you know sometimes in subdivisions it's just the only thing separating you and your neighbors is the length of fence. Of trees. And you can see everybody's right in everybody out of your back door and everybody else's. Yeah, and I've just got trees back here. So it gets late, and there's little raccoons and stuff fighting, and uh-huh. the wind will be running through and stuff. I mean, just World War Z was so cool. Just the uh, when the, the the weird zombie call that would go out. Yeah, the, the the morning. You'd make a noise, and one would start making noise here. When the other ones heard it, they would start they would making all start noise. To flock, suddenly, yeah. within miles, they all start coming. They all start coming. Miles. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's that's so it's freaky. I'd be dead. I totally would not survive. I also wouldn't run to the mall because too many people would do that. <laughs> like, everyone, I'm going to run to the mall. You can block up them doors like in them horror movies and well, live in the Why mall. did they go to the mall? In Dawn of the Dead, they were in a yeah, helicopter flying mall. around, and they were just flying, and they saw this place. They go, look at that. And, like, we could land on the roof. We could take a look around, see if it's It's worth. all locked up and secure. Is that the yeah, idea? Yeah. It was, it was closed, you know, because the mall was, the, all those, the big security doors were closed. There wasn't many, there weren't many zombies walking around, mm-hmm. and there's all these supplies. So they break in through the roof. They're going to grab supplies and leave. And one guy's like, well, we can sleep here overnight at least. We've got the door locked, and they were up in this little storage area yeah. on the top of the mall. Are you talking about the, the recently the, released? The, no, the original. The original. Dead. Okay. Way back in the 70s? 78. Yeah, okay. the good one. <laughs> oh, you didn't like the re-release? Uh, first of all, zombies don't run. We've been, oh, we've had this discussion. We've had this discussion. Okay. Zombies don't run. And it's just, when you watch the original, it's just kind of... It's very different. It's the, okay. the age is not as technological, so it was like it was slow really, plotting zombies. It, yes, yeah. and it was very clever the way. I mean, they did. They had this mall with four main entrances, and they just got four semis and pulled the trailers right up against the doors and blocked the doors. And then they just went through, killed all the zombies inside, tossed them over the top of the mall, hmm. and they had up all this stuff. I mean, they could survive there indefinitely. I never saw that release of it, so maybe oh, I'll have to go back and. It's fantastic. Because the re-release, I, I, totally I really enjoyed, I, despite I, the running zombies. I own the whole Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living huh. Dead series, so we can watch anytime you want. You got it's it. One of my favorites. I've literally seen the original Dawn of the Dead over a hundred times. Nice. I used to watch it every Saturday morning. So World War Z, reading that freaked you out, but watching these movies did not. Well, I no. There's the thing is, I've grown up watching these types of movies and doing this, so it's like I love that stuff. But World War Z was so well written. I mean, you, you watch most zombie movies, and a lot of them, it's just like okay, it's, <laughs> it's the goofy it's, stuff going well, on. It's like it's like any crazed killer movie, except instead of one with a knife who you can't kill, there's a thousand without knives, and you can kill them easy. But there's a thousand. Sure, I mean it's the same. It's, Same I idea. love zombie stuff, but it's just, you've seen enough, it's not scary. You're reading this, it's just the little descriptions that they gave. He wrote it so well. If anyone hasn't read World War Z. Oh, so it's such a good read. I couldn't put it down. Oh, and they got the, and the book's on CD. Apparently, the different stories are read by different actors. That would be cool to and listen there's, to. And they're different voice actors, but I, that might be the one, Nathan Fillion might have been on the book if he's not in the movie. I hadn't heard that he's been cast in the movie. I believe that Henry Rollins did one of the characters huh. in the book, on the book on CD. So they got all these, you know, do celebrities to read and do the, the different stories from the different people. That is cool. Uh, but yeah, plus when they, the, the way he treated it, not like a horror movie, not like a, you know, something for shock. This was like, this was a report to the, the to United the UN, Nations. Right. This is a UN report, yep. and they're like, "Oh, they told us take all the personal stuff out of it. They just wanted facts." Well, this is all I gathered of the personal stuff. She's getting all these personal stories, but delivered in this really 
clean, Intimate, sanitary, right, yeah. fat. Stripped out. It was just, I thought it was creepy as hell. I like it. And say what you will about Brad Pitt, but his movies are usually pretty good. See, I like Brad Pitt. People get mad at me. I think he's a decent actor. I, I think so, too. If you look at his track record, you know, Seven, Twelve Monkeys. Seven would be Twelve Monkeys. He's Fight Club. so good at Twelve Monkeys. He's great in Fight Club, too. He's, yeah, he's, he's got some good... He, he's had a couple is, bombs here well, and there, but I've for the also, most part, pretty good. But, you know, living with Heather for, you know... 16 years now plus when we, you know, were engaged in together like I've seen all of his other earlier movies like A River Runs Through It and the, like, Legends those of the Fall Legends of the Ugh. Fall Heatherwise, you know what he's good in them I mean it, they're, they're, they're long slow chick movies yes yeah. they are and he's a pretty boy with long hair yes he is <laughs> but he's also a good actor yeah. that's just my personal opinion I like him you know I, I would say I have to say that I do too so high hopes for that movie when it comes yeah. out oh yeah absolutely uh, okay, well, okay, enough movie reviews as we move along <laughs> here. I might have to, don't be offended if a bunch of this no, no, no problem, cut no because problem. we're, we're we are totally going we're off topic. Let's look at you. <laughs> it's easy to do. <laughs> You're supposed to be the anchor. Stay on topic. There you okay, go. We're, okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so did you, have you done any gaming actually since bits? Not, no. No. Well, no. We're I still haven't. waiting on Chris and Grant to play their games. What, yeah, what's the holdup? I have no idea. They've got to figure okay. out a time to play their game. I'm not pushing it because we're not starting another campaign for another sure. month or two. So whenever, just let's get it done. Okay. I'm supposed to actually play against Ryan uh, Noble. Oh, big Noble. Because uh, uh, he had his opponent couldn't play. Oh, for campaign. And so he's like, stuff. well, okay. I'm like, I'll play. He's, okay. He just wants to get a game in with my VC. Sure. We've never actually. I, Ryan and I only played each other. When we did the team up with him and Greg against me and Grant trying to okay. team list, that's, for, that's different. Though. Yeah, you want to go head to head. Yeah, we yeah. haven't. We haven't. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that's about everything. I think uh, the garage manager section is woefully short. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked a lot for not having and a we lot. We did. Of, yeah, but, you know, this is what we're doing in the hobby. Not much hobby, but some other stuff. So. Um, you know what? Why don't we uh, take a quick break, and then we can talk about Invasion Kenosha. I wanted to discuss a rule thing really quick, and then we'll talk about t- start talking about army phases. Okay. Sounds good. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the jerk store and be one of the gaming elite, and visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only way to move is not to play. All right, so where are we at now? We are back. That's where we're at. We're back. All right, so uh, we are up to uh, Invasion Kenosha 4. Uh, Invasion Kenosha 4, by the time people are hearing this, it'll be just a few days away. This is coming out on the 10th. So it'll be uh, Invasion Kenosha is on the 14th? Yeah. So it's so four days before. A week from okay. Saturday, yeah. Do you mind talking about your thoughts on your list and what uh, you're going to bring, or do you I, not want to give away your technical? That's fine. I haven't actually written up a whole list. Okay. Um, I'm thinking... Um, this is 1,600 points, Yeah, by at the way. 1,600 points, 
you know, either people are going to push through a really powerful wizard and at the sacrifice of other characters, mm-hmm. you know, because of the points value, or they're going to take some level twos. I'm probably going to take a couple of level twos. Well, I know he's opened up uh, the option to take Storm of Magic Monsters. Right. Do you think a lot of people will take a monster of some sort? Um, they might. I mean, they could. Yeah. I, I don't see why they. W- I'm. I'm not. You're definitely not. I don't think so. I don't have. I don't have any of those Storm of Magic models. Well, you mentioned the Terror Geists. I don't have that built. I'd have to build that and paint it by next uh, week. Yeah. I, I actually thought about taking it. You know, because it's it's a big monster just in case. But it's got to be done by next week, so I said, nah. Sure. So I'm I'm thinking I'm going to take basically kind of what I've been taking up before bits, which I'll take. Uh, I'll probably take the Mortis engine. Okay. Get a couple level twos. They can cast a little higher. Um. So you're going to take the Mortis engine. Are you, what's your What's your approach then in terms of strategy? Are you just going to push that thing forward and have it blow up and then mop up the pieces? Uh, well, what I've generally done with it is keep it back the first couple turns to make okay. sure I'm getting the, the the bonus to casting. Sure. And then about turn three, if it's still alive, that's when you start shoving it forward. Okay. Because it really starts doing its damage when it blows up turn four or five, not when it blows up turns one or two. That's right, because the strength of the explosion is stronger the later exactly. in the game it is. Um, and then I'm thinking I'm probably I'm going to try to go for some synergy, so... Uh, my uh, special units will probably be a bunch of uh, uh, crypt horrors. Okay, things like oh, that. Oh, so you, you know. get the region. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to do, um, like a Strigoi or something like that. If I want to put Ooh, a bunch nice. of points into a, a big fighty lord guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I just I, at sixteen hundred. I just I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't remember last year if people brought heavy magic. You know, like lord level. Hmm. Wizards and I'm figuring if I can get into combat, just start tearing things up. I can I can handle a lot of that. Sure. Um, so and like I said, with the level twos casting like level fours because of the Mortis engine, that'd be a nice bonus. Then you could probably easily least, out magic. Your yeah, opponent. I probably I probably won't be able to. Um, I won't be able to defend against them as well as I'd like to because mm-hmm. it's a level. F- if they take a level four against a level two, yeah. But I'll be at least equal to them on my phase for casting, so I can get the things off I need to get off. Seems to me, with such a good magic phase with the Mortis Engine, you'd be able to build your troops up, your your blocks up right. to to the point where you wouldn't really lose them. Right. The only um, problem is, it's almost like your bits experience. You'd be able to uh, draw a lot of people, but you need something to pack the punch. Maybe that's where the Strigoi comes in. And that, yeah, a Strigoi, like I said, uh, the 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 Crypt Wars actually did pretty well. You know, against what until they got hung up or tied up. You know, if right. they got tied up against something really big, you know, it's like I, I still kind of got to decide. I don't know. I don't. I don't just want to bring a, a black knight bus, and that's like I know that's going to pack a really strong punch, and I could do that, but I don't know that I just want to bring a bus of black knights. Black knights. Well, you know, um, what about the um, the vargeists? I, I thought about it because they're yeah. vampires. They can fly, so they can they can move all over. They seem to me seem to be to me the offensive equivalent of the. Yeah, they just they course. just they don't have a defense. That's the problem. They're, they're strength five, strength five, toughness four. But I don't I don't even know if they have a save. I I really don't think they do. I don't think they do. Yeah, so they're flying in, and because they're vampiric, they can only get back one wound per cast invocation. So yeah, okay. so um, you know, well, it's better than nothing. True, you but it's that. just you know, one wound per model or per unit. Per unit, when you cast Ooh. the invocation, yeah, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, so it it comes down to uh, you know, like I said, I'm thinking I'm just going to take a couple of bigger blocks, mm-hmm. 
uh, instead of taking a bunch of small blocks and just hoping to build them up at 1600 I'll just take the bigger blocks to take a fewer of them for my core. Sure. So if I don't get the really great magic phase off, I've got 40 zombies, 40 zombies, 50 skeletons. Buy yourself bog them down. And, exactly. Yeah. I've got enough there to start where even if I don't, the first couple turns, I don't get them built up enough yeah. to where I want them. They're they're already started okay. big enough, so they'll they'll last. That sounds like a good game plan. But, you know, like I said, we'll just we'll see where it takes me. I may completely change this by the time we get there. Once I start sure. sitting down and writing the lists, we got uh, less than two weeks. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a small point total. So I'm and I'm yeah. just, I'm going to have some fun. So it's like I want to have something that'll that'll give me a good chance, a better chance than I had. You know, when I was playing with just the things that didn't all mesh. You know, sure. But the black coach seems to me. Uh, I don't know. Kind of tricky to use, very finesse type. A lot of people unit. don't like it. Um, I mean, granted, if the magic phases come up low and it doesn't power up very well, it's but it's still got a five up armor save and a four up ward. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not resilient. a real it's got toughness a four up five. Ward. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, and it just keeps getting better. I mean, that's the thing. It's already pretty good, but it is a chariot. It is expensive, but it has vampiric, so it doesn't. Yeah. I mean. Well, it, it seems never... like it's good for taking out small support units. Right. Helping to combat a block in addition to your Strigoi or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a, a big unit coming in where you can afford, you, where you think you could win the combat. Throw that in. Slamming this in, getting the impact hits, getting the attacks from the from the driver, from the, from the horses. I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's a pretty... And if you get all the bonuses, once the bonuses rack up, then it just That's gets stupid. Yeah. I mean... I, I would try... Um, Putting that mortise engine out there and just barreling it forward all the way through, pedal to the metal and just have it explode. That's what I would do. That's the orc and goblin player in me. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it's it's it gets more powerful the later in the game oh, it explodes, and that's I, so, I mean. But if if you're shoving it forward, they not they might not kill it right away. You know what I mean? Chances of them killing it in turn one or two is pretty small. Yeah, if I fight a big unit that's got good combat res, all they got to do is hit it. Yeah. If they charge it. It'll you pop. Lo- it, well, it loses all its impact hits. Hmm. It's got like four wounds. All they got to do, I mean, if you come in, you know, with your three ranks and your charge and your banner, your static combat is a five. It's uphill battle for you right yeah, away. Yeah, I'm already. I've got to do. I've got everything's got a wound in order to like tie. So it's, sure. yes, it's dangerous. But if I've got a unit in the front that I think is doing well, I can just slam it in the side. Mm-hmm. You know, or something like that, and they actually make it. That's that's the great thing about the mortise engine is you can use it as a, it's a, like a, like a chariot. You can use it as a backup. Sure. You can charge it into things and stuff like that. Um, well, how to, many try to clip the edge with it? How many um, crypt horrors are you going to run? Do you think? Um, I'm thinking eight. That's what I do. Run eight. Sit in front of, in front of the uh, in front of the mortise, front of the mortise engine and, and barrel those forward. Yeah. Because once you get, to, like I said, once you get to, to turn four, it's blown up at strength four. Right. So it's wounded most things on, you know, fours and, and threes. Sure. Um, things that are toughness five, you know, are, it's so you're going to have fives. a tougher time. Sure. You know, even in 2d6 with all those cryptors, 2d6 at strength five. If I'm hitting at strength five, I am tearing up ogres. Mm-hmm. 2d6 hits that are wounding on, well, you know, on threes. It's like you can take big chunks off the back. Small units. If you pull your your wizards out of the unit, you, you know, can still hit it, hit it. Well, it's its own unit then. Sure. So it's two d six, and it's that range is twelve plus the turn number. So it's like I'm hitting everything that you have. There's a good chance I could turn 
I mean, when that thing blows, if it blows up at the right time, it can really turn the battle the in game. your favor. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, hmm. it's, I really do. I really do love it. I mean, I don't want to dwell too long on it, but it is. I mean, I it's I, I you don't see a lot of people running the Mortis engine because the the terror geists are great offensively, but uh, there's so many cool things the Mortis engine does. It's just that it can blow up and hurt you, right? And the other stuff isn't gonna. It might die, but it's not gonna blow up and hurt you. So people shy away from it but i've really had a lot of good it's worked well with that well i'm I'm curious to see you know given the option to take storm of magic monsters if anyone will actually do that are you thinking about doing uh i am not i don't to be honest i don't have any actual monsters that i could field so i don't think christopher's planning on it harrison's not planning on it i think grant is planning on bringing um well we'll save him what he brings from the the list, though the Storm of Magic. List? No, not from the Storm of Magic list. No, um, but yeah, I mean, he's but he's bringing something from his. I mean, yeah, I mean, his, right. his army list is going to be. It's going to be sixteen hundred points. It's tough. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and especially if he's bringing if he's bringing Chaos Dwarfs. They I are. He is, yeah. That's a that's a hard as nails army. It really it's, is. It is pretty tough. Yeah. So I, I think what I'm going to do is try to anticipate that and bring a lot of War Machines. And I know you're rolling your nice. eyes because I know you don't no. like the Greenskin uh, Gunline Army. But, oh, uh, no, I totally understand the Greenskin. That's like the Dwarf Gunline. I right. understand why you're doing it's it. All the cheap war machines. So, yeah. well, so these if there are leadership any... guys are going to get smashed up and run away. This oh, will yeah. blow up everything before it gets to me. That's the idea. Yeah. Again, although against VC, that'll be tough because no matter how much I kill, there's always more to take their place. That's, yeah. That's... And actually, what you might consider is um, with if people are bringing monsters, I don't know if they will, some ethereals to tie them up because not a lot of monsters have magical attacks. Oh, that's true. I've got, I've got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some ethereal in my list definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hemming and hawing on the uh, hex wraiths. They're really good, but they're 150 points for the five. I mean, and they just, they, they, if, yeah, in the right, wrong scenario, they're so vulnerable. Exactly. If someone has their number, that's just they're right. gone. Whereas, Skaven, I can, demons, what else? That are three points. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. And uh, the spirit hosts, I can take only three of them for that, but I can move okay. them all over the place. They can tie up things other right. ways. Yep. I mean, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things in the list. I think the VC list is really just amazingly versatile. So I mean, there's well, so many things I can take. I'm looking forward to it. If I don't take orcs and goblins, I could take high elves. It might be the Lord of Shadow um, Book of Hoeth build with a lot of bolt throwers and re-rolling strike first hits. So we'll see. That'd work. <laughs> yeah, but it's... But, I mean, he says bring lists that are fun to play, not designed to win. Right. And that, a Book of Hoeth Shadow list. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, well, I mean, let's face it. Everybody's designing a list they think will win, you know? Well, it just, it's fun to win, right? Yeah. You know, you know I'm, I'm trying to take stuff that's good, at least, you know? But, I mean, well, I, I went to Invasion Kenosha, and I've played some lists that were just really fluffy, fun lists. And I played a couple that were really, you know, and when someone comes in... There's always someone there with something that's really hard. You're right. going to play against like, oh. <laughs> well, and you're like, that guy. And you don't want to face that again, so now you're going to bump your list just a little bit, tweak it sure. a little bit just in case. Well, you want to be at least competitive, right? Exactly. You don't want to get totally <laughs> tabled and turned two. Hey, that happens to me. <laughs> so, Grant did it to really? be at Adepticon in 28 minutes, remember? Ouch. Why do you keep bringing that up? Well, okay. That wasn't meant for you. That was just it. <laughs> Broad blanket statement out there for the listeners. It happens though, you know. And uh, well, the nice thing is, as patient Kenosha, there is so much food. So if you get wiped out in turn two, you can go snack and hang out and watch. True, the and a great swag bag. He gives away just tons of stuff, dude. I know. It's like really this, yeah. all of this. So I'm looking forward to that. I I can't wait. I'm I'm gonna have a good time that that day uh, playing. It's like in about a week and a half, 
And uh, Harrison and I, we've got the day planned to just be out there and do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this time we're going to try to see if we can stay out there a little later and not rush back because I know last time we had to leave right afterwards because I had to get him home. And uh, John was like, well, we were here for a couple hours afterwards, hanging out, playing other games. And, and just okay. like, he's got this hall for another like four hours. After, he's got for nice. the whole day. Nice. So I might, I might try to stick around for a while. Uh, what do you think? And so you're you're going just war machines and and hordes? Uh, well, horde, a one horde of goblins, um, a ma- level four archmage, a couple manglers. Well, I'm torn between either one rock lobber and two doom divers, or one doom diver and two rock lobbers. Uh, I have to decide on you know which I'm going to go. The doom diver is the one that really scares me. I got to be honest with you. You, the VC player, uh, just in general, when I look across the table. When I see Doom Diver, I see a rock lobber. Okay, I got a rock. When yeah. I see a Doom Diver. Oh crap! I'm the, surprised to hear that coming from you because if it gets VC, it's not. Well, I suppose if you're running Black Knights, they're they're a little they're, they're more accurate for. and they've got a hot. They hit hard. Strength five, no armor save. Right. I mean, well, the rock lobber is strength nine. If you can hit pin that hole on your target. Right, but that it's on that one model. You can hit a, a group, and you're going to do you know those strength three hits along well, there. That's that's kind of to me. That's like added bonus. Yeah, but so your strength nine on the one guy, and then the strength three on the other four knights in the well, unit, you might take out the one guy, and the other two are probably going to walk away clean. Unless that's, unless the one thing that you're hitting is a monster, enemy cannon. Yeah, yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. So. Well, I get, yeah, you got a point there. I wasn't thinking about it that way. I just, I I always, that Doom Diver, and a lot of times the Rock Lobber will, will miss. Sure. That, that guy, when you play with that, that Doom Diver, unless you it's miss. very accurate. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's. He's nailing things. He's breaking. It's like, oh, and you've got a pair of them. It's like, oh, yeah. I really, he really messed you up. Yeah, and here comes his brother. Oh, and yeah, he's really, one. oh, yeah. come on. That's good stuff. It is. It, it is really good stuff. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when I heard Curry talking about the, you know, the his double. top fives. Yeah, I'm know? like, yeah, double Doom Diver. It's, it's just, it, you look at it, you're like, crap. Yeah, it is It is good. And they're, are they rares or are they? They're rares. Okay, so you can yeah. only have two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rock Lovers are special, though. Rock lobbers are also rares. Oh, they're rares. Yeah. Oh, so you only have two of each. Max. Two of each. No. The problem is, I don't have the. Well, it's either that or drop manglers and get in two of each. Mm, well, I don't I like I those think, manglers. Yeah. They're cheap, and for for the for what they do, they the, for the havoc they create. Even if they don't get any points, just the fact that they have to be dealt with, right? And I'm diverting my turn and my army. And, and it's my 65 stuff that, points. It's so cheap. Well, that, and that's the thing. I have to take that out and, and be willing to get almost no points because if I don't, it is going to rip it's gonna stuff hurt you. up. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's why, uh, like I said, it bits. You know, I, the new edition came out. I don't think I summoned a zombie unit since the new book came out. Hmm. And then suddenly it bits. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that again. Yeah. And, I was, and I was like, boom. Yeah. And I started doing it to the, to the demons. Mm-hmm. And then, with like I said, the last game against Greg with the ogres, man, I got this big gut star coming at you. All <laughs> right, I'm going to run this way, divert, and divert, I'm going to throw the yeah. zombie. Oh, now you completely turn me to the side. Now, yeah, now you got to take a turn moving back. And yeah, that's I'm going to run do. a little farther away now and throw another zombie. Oh, you throw another one? Yes, I am. Strategery. Strategery. Very good. Yeah. The only thing is now you can only do that once. You used to be able to. It was one of those necromancy spells spam that you could it. spam yeah. it. So I could cast that one. And then cast their 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 cousins two inches behind that unit at an angle. Well, maybe, nowadays maybe one is all you really need. But right? yeah, but it is nice though if you wipe out that first one to force you to overrun into the next one. The trade off being before they were fifty points a unit. They gave you points. <laughs> Nothing. I'd rather have that. <laughs> it ain't bad. Free redirectors? Yes, please. <laughs> 
And the thing is, if you can get them off in the beginning and they and they let it, and then suddenly you get off a couple of, you have a nice magic because you get off a couple of uh, uh, invocations, mm-hmm. and suddenly it's two d six plus the magic level. Yeah, that's nice. And that one you summoned up for ten as a redirector is now a, it's forty. And it's, and it's tarpit. It yeah. went from a redirector to a tarpit. Not only did I block you, you stay in there. I like that. Have have fun. I'm going to keep running this way, ogres. They're worth nothing. It's it is. It's a brutal combination that you just don't see because it's easy to just put fifty on the table, right? And say if I if I start to run low, I can add more. Starting from scratch seems pointless when you can put it right on the table. But when a redirect, I've done it once, once so far. It was a redirector, and it took them. Two and a half turns to, to plow through it because I I got it down and they rolled to stop it and couldn't and that was their dice and I'm like okay invocation invocation oh, pop pop and suddenly so it was like they're right in front of me and there's, and there's nothing and there was yeah. two turns later and that last one then they crumbled out and it was like I just tied up your 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 Billy bad guys for two whole turns <laughs> for two, nice. and it's worth it I was like and then how much was that worth and I was like nothing isn't it worth <laughs> not, not anymore. <laughs> Zero. Oh, that's drive people nuts. Um, listen, I wanted to discuss. Now, we had talked on the last episode about the crumble and the overrun. Okay. And I've gotten a couple of emails. And a couple of people have pointed out to me that I guess someone had asked this of Ben Curry. And Curry said, well, the FAQ says if you get if you charge into a unit and in the shooting or the magic phase, they wind up getting wiped out, do you still get your overrun? And the rules, FAQ says yes. Yep. I said, well, so that would mean that you get the overrun with the crumble. I have to respectfully disagree with that argument. See, it's funny that you say that. I have to agree with that argument. But no, go I, ahead. Okay, I agree that if you get wiped out with magic or shooting, you should get the overrun. I don't think that that proves that you should get the overrun from crumble. They're saying, well, if they say, well, because crumble, uh, as by what we talked about last time. <laughs> okay, We're opening this can of worms again. Huh? When, okay, <laughs> you, you fight in the combat phase. Yeah. If... When the combat phase ends, they are they are wiped out to a man, so that you don't have to do the combat res. Yeah. They're considered wiped out, and you get your overrun. Okay, right. The whole argument we're having is that crumble happens after the phase is completely over, and that if you have to figure out combat res, you've missed your chance. Then you missed your chance for the overrun. Right. Okay, arguing that, well, if I kill him in the magic phase or the shooting phase, I still get my overrun. Of course you do. I agree 100% you would because that happened before the end of the the combat phase. I charged into combat and then through magic and shooting, wiped out the unit. Now we're in the combat round. But I think the pe- the parallel people are drawing is that magic and shooting happen before combat, right? Right. So, of course, if it happens before the combat, and then when you get to the combat phase, I declare a charge, they're all wiped out, I automatically win, I get the overrun. Yes. Mm-hmm. If I don't kill them in the magic or the shooting phase, and I'm fighting them in the combat phase, and at the end of the combat phase, there's still zombies left, and I have to figure out yeah, combat I see, res. I see what you're saying, and I'm but saying I think it's the, a matter of semantics, I'm saying to be honest. I don't. I think by the letter of the law, if they're not wiped out before the end of the combat phase, they don't get the overrun. If, if you kill them in the magic phase or the shooting, the shooting phase, phase after I charged in, I charge in, and then my other stuff manages to wipe them out. Once you get to the close combat phase, I charged. Well, what happened here? They're wiped out. Okay, well, by the rules, yes, you get the overrun. Right. The rules say it right there. That doesn't prove that you get overrun with crumble because crumble doesn't. My whole argument was crumble doesn't happen before this point. It has to happen by this point. 
in the rules, once combat is calculated, once the, resolution once is the combat res is over, saying. yeah, because it, it says that right in the very beginning of the combat resolution. See, that's the that's the argument though. Is that, are they by the end of the combat phase or the or the actual fighting of that subphase? I think it's saying at the end of the entire combat phase, not but just that's not, what not just called. the fight a turn of combat subphase. And like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse either. I just I'm looking at this going. When well, I, this horse is dead and buried, and we're well, and dancing is, on the grave. Well, when people were saying, "Oh, listen, your thing is wrong because oh, they said this," I'm like, "But that argument, it, we're arguing us at a certain point in the timeline." And I'm saying, if it comes after this, it doesn't count. You're saying, "Well, this comes before." It. Of course, it does. It comes sure. before. Here it is. Once all models have engaged in the combat, have fought, this concludes what we call the combat round or the round of close combat. So the round of close combat as part one of the close combat phase. So it says that it's combat round, round of close combat is all over mm-hmm. once they've all fought. It's, I mean, it's right there in the rules. See, but they, they, they clearly define what a round of close combat is. And then at then so in the, when the wipeout, when they call it that, you've got to follow that wording, don't you? Well, it says fight a round of close combat. Okay. Then you'll calculate close combat results. Yeah, that's after the round of close combat. Right. Loser takes a break test, flee okay. and pursue. Now, I don't take a break test because I crumble. So crumble the flee and pursue all sort of rolls together. So I think people are confusing close combat phase with fight a round of close combat. Well, is there something called the close combat phase? Yeah, this the close combat as a whole is called the close combat phase because the overrun is uh, a flee or pursue option. But is it overrun? Doesn't that happen in the flee and pursue phase? Because I think it's somewhere in there. In there, it says that an overrun is a form of pursuit. If the unit charges into combat, and by the end of that round of close combat, all its enemies have been wiped out as a result of the combat, so it has to be wiped out as a result of the combat, and they clearly define what a round of combat see, is right See, here. that's where I think the debate is. When you, It says round of combat. We're talking about... No, it says a round of close combat. Yeah, a round, of, round of combat. That's that's right. the entire... Not the subphase, but the entire... Where you do a combat resolution no, and everything. No, this right here, it says, when all the models engaged in combat have fought, this concludes what we call a combat round or round of close combat. So all four subphases make up that round of combat. So, but this specifically states... By the end of the round of close combat. The round of close combat ends in the first part of the phase. See, I disagree. I think it's saying it's a round of combat in its entirety, i.e. all four subphases, all the way through flee and pursue, which to me means, you know, it, well, I guess no one's ever going to yeah. convince each other of the other stance. It, they have so, to But you did it. agree with me before, so now you've changed your mind again. Yeah, see, th- this is the thing. So every time I have this debate, it's... Uh, I'm just saying in the... I see the other side of it. But I, I think because of that... What Ben Curry was saying, uh, if you wipe it out to do magic and shooting prior to combat, the precedent is there that you have the option to overrun. Well, true, and I don't and I don't disagree with that if you get it done by the end of the round of close combat. I guess I'm just looking at it because they specifically define the round of close combat is part one of the close combat phase. It doesn't say by the end of the close combat phase. That's where the difference in wording comes in. They specifically defined... I knew I wasn't going crazy. They specifically defined, this is the close combat phase. The first part is fighting the round. Mm -hmm. Then that's over. Then you determine who the winner was when the fighting's over. Then you do whatever happens after you figure out who the winner is. 
And so when it specifically states it, but I mean, they call it two different things, and they specifically... They call it two different things, right. That's the problem. Well, yeah, because it is two different things. There's the close combat phase, there, and there's pe- a round of close are getting, combat. People are getting those terms mixed up, though. I, I agree. I agree. And that's what I'm saying is, but... Uh, bec- my but you're ar- saying I'm getting those terms mixed up. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're. I don't think you're mixing them up. I think you're using them as the same thing. A close combat phase and a round of close combat are almost interchangeable with you. And I'm saying they're absolutely not. Mm-hmm. There's the entire phase, but when they state here very specifically, there's the round of close combat. Oh, it's the entire round made no, 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 up no, no, no. made up of some phases. No, 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 no. Right here, close combat phase made up of. See, the whole thing is the phase. But, they, but in the text, in the actual text, not in the summary, they don't they refer to those as subphases? No, I don't see anywhere it says calls it a subphase. And like I said, it very specifically calls it this this is the you've got the movement phase, you've got the magic phase, the shooting phase, and the combat phase. And overrun is determined at the end of a round of close combat, which is Agreed. which is a which is part of the flee and pursue. But you only get it if you get a wipeout, and a wipeout has to happen by the end of the round of close combat. So we're, I don't think we're ever going to convince each other. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, there's compelling arguments on both sides. Right. The way it's worded, you, get, you have to get a wipeout to get an overrun, and you can only get a wipeout if it's done by the end of the close combat phase, which is before crumble happens. By their wording. Now, once again, I'm, I'm, yes, yes, you could totally say I'm rules lawyering here, but by that wording then they can't overrun. I, I don't suspect, since since nobody who play-tested it has said anything, that they didn't, you know, hey, we didn't overrun, we crumbled. There's a whole bunch of... I would, I would think that GW would either rule against it or just not even write a ruling on it. But if the FAQ comes out, I would expect to see it, at least. I would like to see it, you know. And it's probably they probably intended you to be able to overrun from crumble. I'm saying they probably did intend that. I'm just saying the way it's written, I don't think it is. Yeah. So, so the, in Overrun in the second paragraph, it says, an overrun is essentially a special pursuit move. It's a pursuit move. Right. But you only get it if you get wipeout. If you wipe out, then you get overrun. But the pursuit and flee f- subphase or turn or whatever you want to call it happens after combat resolution. And that's when that happens, and that's fine. But did you get a wipeout? Well, after you've calculated everything. But wipeout happens if what? You wipe out everyone in the first turn of close combat. Yeah, and during turn the turn or phase. The, the, no, not the phase, during the round of close combat. You get a wipeout if you wipe them out by the end of the round of close combat. It specifically says by the end of the round of close combat. If a unit charges into combat and by the end of that round of close combat Okay, so by the end of the round of close combat, which uh, when you're calculating combat resolution, it says right at the top there. Well, they're referring to fighting a round of close combat. See, as I'm saying, it's defined. That's why. If they hadn't defined it, I wouldn't understand. But then after you fight your round of close combat, then when is that round of close combat over? I don't know. I I think I'm having trouble because close combat is defined as close combat. There yeah, is. but it's not saying if at the end of the close combat phase. It says at the end of the round of combat. This being the round of combat. You can't just say, yes, they specifically defined it here, but I'm going to define it as the whole thing as well. I don't know. I, you're, 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 I mean, it defines round of close combat. So when it says round of close combat, you can't say, well, I think they meant, and they might very well have meant the combat phase, but they didn't say the combat phase. They said the end of the round of close combat. 
which is defined as that first of the four parts of the combat phase. If a unit charges into combat and by the end of that round of close combat, all its units have been wiped out. Round of close combat. That round of close combat. Yep. Now but look- every time you fight a combat, it's a round of combat. Right? Yes, but then it ends, and then you go into the next part. The round of combat is over. Then you're into the combat well, resolution. When a, unit, when a unit fights another unit, and you do all the sequence of events, all the way through to break test and, and flee and pursue, what do you call that sequence? That is the close combat phase. That's the whole phase. But they don't define that as phase. They just say that it's, that's close combat. I don't, I don't understand. They defined what a round of close combat is. They specifically defined it. You can't just say, well, they didn't say it's not the whole phase, too. So to say, well, yeah, that round of close combat's over, but then the whole round of close, the royal round of lo- close combat, that takes that, that is going to encompass even more than that. I mean, they defined the term. That's my whole point. Didn't they? I don't know. And once they defined it, then you have to use their definition. And if you have to use their definition, that that's probably not what they intended. I agree with you 100%. They probably never thought. So do you think, you think in your heart of hearts that it should be played this way? I think rules as written, it should be played. No, not, not rules as written. I think rules as intended. How do you think the game should be played? I will be surprised if an FAQ comes out and they say, no, you don't get overrun when you get crumble, when they crumble. You'd be surprised if they don't. I, yeah, I would surprise if they, I'd be surprised if they sided with me. I'm saying rules as written, I think I'm right. I think rules as intended, that probably is not what they intended. Okay. I mean, I mean, there's times when they when they do something, they don't realize, oh, my God, I worded it this way, and now look well, what probably, I did. They probably don't want to go anywhere near it because... Well, I mean, either even we'll make a decision. Right. That's not what we intended. We're fixing it here. And that's all you got to do. I mean, once you FAQ it, it's done. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we've talked about this way too long. <laughs> Personally, I think it's kind of silly because if I'm chopping and they start falling down and they all fall down, I'm going to go, yeah, and keep running right. forward. No, I, yeah, I agree. You know, they could, oh, no, you're so shocked that it's happening that you're, you're, you're catching your breath and you don't. Like I said, I'll be shocked if they say, no, you can't overrun if uh, off of crumble. I'll be shocked if they say that, but I think rules is written. I think that's what it says. Yeah, it is something I wish that they would clarify either yeah. way. Here's the thing. So this debate came up relatively recently. So uh-huh. so for this past bits, 2012, Council of Three made the decision that, yeah, you you can overrun. Right. One year ago today, this debate was not even on the table. It wasn't even on the radar. No. So and it's the same, same rules. Yeah. Same book, same everything. Because to be honest with you, if you can't, that's kind of huge. You even talked about it. You start taking your little uh, snotling swarms. Right, right. Yeah, it because, changes things completely. Yeah. The changes because there's, I mean, it's not just VC and Tomb Kings that crumble. There's you a lot. You don't of think that, that opens the door though to a lot of abuse? I don't. I don't see a ton of abuse because you're still going to get to reform. You won the combat. You can't overrun, but you can reform. You just restrain and reform. It just keeps you from charging over to yeah, the but next you thing. You can send. It, we uh, this is the debate we had before last time. You can send in your five zombies or whatever, have them get charged. And due to the crumble, they're not going to be able to overrun. You can dictate that to a great degree where they're going to. Well, end with up. those small units, especially with the with the with those small units of ten, ten or uh, eight or nine zombies, right? You're charging with a big unit. I mean, the, the, the reason the reason it hasn't come up is because when those units are small like that, they don't crumble. 
they just all die. They get wiped out. Sure, they get wiped but out. What and if it doesn't you, matter? What if in the scenario again, uh, the conga line scenario, uh-huh. where you can only kill the one? Let's say it's a hero or whatever. You kill the one, and that's it. They crumble, and they all go away. But then that unit is stuck there. How many are in your conga line? Whatever it is, I don't know. Well, what I'm the, saying the, you'd need a you'd need a lot to make it. You know, it's to just, make that to make that feasible, and yeah, you'd need a bunch because if you're just going to go into a close combat, they're going to get all their attacks on this one guy. Um, it's a champion. Can't you do that with like a unit of uh, hounds? Put a champion hound. I no, guess no, not a champion. Oh. Not even a champion. Just rank and file. If they're only in contact with the one, they're only going to hit the one, right? Uh, w- once again, I mean, I'm just thinking you'd have to really set up. Some really, I mean, you'd have to be really good at setting up your your combat to make sure that the lanes are perfect. And then, I mean, honestly, that's so much work just to hold you up when I can just throw a couple zombies in and turn you around a little bit. I'm just not thinking that. I, I mean, maybe it would be a huge difference. I just, I don't, I don't know. I actually don't know if it would be a because because when you asked me this last time, you said, "Do you think you could, people could game this?" And I'm trying to figure out, well, how could I really game this? And the fact is, here's well, the thing. Because it's, it, it's a guaranteed got, way to lock you there. Well, yeah, but let's put it this way. If I've got, let's say, 15 skeletons and I conga line them, i got the champion in the front, so all they can attack is a champion, sure. okay? They kill it. There's no crumble because there's no challenge because champions don't even have to accept challenges. Right. So there's no challenge. You kill one, but you got two ranks and a banner, so now you got four, so I take four off. I had 15. The most you can get from a static combat res would be what? Uh, charge... You'd have, I mean, it, you know, normally you're charging forward. Let's assume you're not in the flank or in the rear. So you get your charge, three ranks, maybe a banner, maybe a BSB. Uh, if you throw a war banner on there, that's seven. Mm-hmm. Then you got the one wound you did is eight. I do one wound back, let's say. So you got me by seven. I've got to have, I mean, I'm, I'm conga lining with a unit of five or six guys mm-hmm. for the crumble to wipe them out. The fact right. that I'm conga lining means I'm minimizing your total combat resolution, so it's 15 long. I'm going to take one off the front and maybe four or five off the back. The unit's not. The unit didn't crumble. The whole thing is that by conga lining, I held you in place by conga lining. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. letting you through. I'm thinking, well, let's see. I'd have to well, charge you. The difference is, I'd have to charge you with five in a conga line and charge you. But if you if you, you know, con- if you do that with just the right amount of models where you crumble and have nothing left, uh-huh. then that. That happens on their turn because they've charged you. Right. Then it's wide open for you to countercharge in your turn. I countercharge, but charge with something. True. Whereas I mean, if there's a counter, counter you still line get there, the reform. there's something in the way. You still get the reform is what I'm saying. So you're, at least you're going to aim, you're going to turn it to face with what might be coming. It's just, do you see the amount of work I'd have to figure out with exact numbers and how I'm going to attack and what I'm going to do just to hold you there? I mean, I just, I can't see making a strategy for a whole game out of... Five-man conga line units right. so that you can't reform. And plus, remember, once you get a few inches away from your general, anyway, you're not marching into things. So it's not like you can move these and get these guys all situated. I mean, I could see you maybe playing it worse with, but even if you'd say with your snotlings. Mm-hmm. Your, you, you said your snotlings are a swarm. So I right. have four bases. They got four wounds each. I think it's five. Or five wounds each. You'd have to run them in. They'd have to do enough wounds where you either have nothing there and they're going to wipe it all out anyway, sure. or you get enough wounds. The thing is, if you're throwing in ten or twelve, you know, unless they get a lot of good hits in on it, you know, I guess with the swarm bases it might be easier. I mean, it would be easier to completely wipe them out anyway, or to wipe them out. You said by yep. 
by uh, Crumble with the big bases. So maybe you could try to abuse it. I mean, just I mean, look at all the effort we're putting into it. And I, I mean, I granted it's like why tech? It's a lot of effort. You sat there talking about it for you know ten minutes, but you come up with an effective strategy of a way to use units that crumble, swarms and units that crumble, that will have something left. To crumble, but not enough left that there's anything left. So it's got to fall in that thing. Well, you just have a, a minimum size two bases. That's okay. ten wounds. We're okay. up against a horde of whatever unit, savage uh-huh. orcs. Oh, see those. Well, those two. See, but the big bases, ten wounds. Yes, that that could be a lot. Um, but with a lot of my zombies and stuff, if I've got twenty, thirty zombies down there, and I'm running only five wide, I mean, I'd have to purposely go in there. To, to let you kill everything, or I'd have to take that really tiny well, unit. Why not raise just five zombies, like you said, as a redirector? Force, you know, if he's going to charge it, then he'll hit him. He can't overrun. He's not going anywhere. Any competent, any, any unit of any size is going to wipe them out. I mean, especially with ogres. I mean, I run into ogres, and I'll wipe out 10 or 20 zombies right. in, a, in a shot. So you're guaranteed to have that unit stick where you want it to, well, right? Well, no, because if they wipe it all out before we even get... Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. That it wiped out to the point where Crumble is the one that's t- killing them, not the wipeout itself. Right. So you'd need enough to do that, but then not so many that, oh, I had six left and you only crumbled four. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yes, I'm, I'm certain someone out there can figure out a way to make it gamey. I'm just thinking how often... Is it really going to make, you know... That's the thing. I don't know. I just don't... I don't... I don't know. I mean... Hey, listeners, if any of you can plan an entire strategy (laughs) around making people wipe out your units completely but not being allowed to overrun, and you can plan a whole strategy around that, please send us an email or put it on the forums. Let us know (laughs) under the show notes. Because that would be really kind of cool. I'm just... I'm thinking that there's so many other strategies that are just more viable and easier to run with and easier to work with. That uh, if you, I mean I don't I don't you know I, we like I said I'm sorry I'm keeping you here way too late we are no, wasting no, way too much time right. talking about this I think it's a, I mean but it is I it, the way it's written I'm looking at it. if you follow their definitions I think it you can't but it wouldn't make sense it's one of those things that doesn't make sense not to I just here's what I want I want to make a decision I don't want them to make a decision right. and get an author's note saying sure. listen. You're right, wording the way it is, you should, but that's not a nice way to play. Give them the, you know, just, hey, that's not what we intended. That's not what we meant, so no, you can't do it. I don't even care. Right. You know, at that point, rules is written, yeah, but they said, no, that's not what we meant. That's all they got to do. They don't even need a long explanation. Well, the fact that this, whenever this topic comes up, there's always a you know, big debate about uh-huh. it, and it's not clear cut, mm-hmm. I think is a symptom that, you know, a signal to, hey, GW, hey, you need to put your foot down and... I would like it to be official so that I don't have to dwell on it. I don't want to defend no. my position anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of, you know, because, I mean, it's just, it's like that thing where, yeah, I mean, I could be right. I could be, I, I think, I think I'm right. I see other people's arguments. I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I flip-flop on the debate as well, so. Yeah. Because when you first told me, I was like, no, of course they overrun. Of course they don't. Right. Well, let me go read. Let me prove, and th- th- my whole thing was, and one of the reasons that this is one of those arguments I'm so... Like I'm so you know sort of vehemently defending. Uh-huh. It's not because I'm playing VC. It's because 
I went in, said, no, of course they get overrun. I'm going to prove they get overrun. I went in looking to prove, okay, this says this. this. So where does that wording and how does it obviously wrong? And I kept going through going, well, no. Yeah, if you look, look at the, the wording, wording and, yeah, it's, um, it's hard to argue against it yeah. because of the way the wording is, is written. But then, like I said, you get into intentions. And, uh, then that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah, well, like I said, I, if you look at the people in the book, thanks to Ben Curry for playtesting and all these other people who playtested it, yeah. If suddenly the book comes out and everybody's playing it, way well, hey, we play test it. You couldn't do it. Somebody would have said something by now, right? So apparently nobody's been playing it this way. So I'm assuming the intention. I mean, it's kind of hard. What is everybody even playing the book? And the guy who wrote it just hasn't watched one game. Hey, wait, that's not what I intend. I mean, if if someone would have said something by now, if we were doing it wrong. Well, I mean, weren't you saying that there were pockets of people out there? Not pockets, but there are people out there in Europe or wherever that have always been playing it that way. I didn't think it, that it worked any other way. I was reading it on one of the forums. It might have even been ours. I swear I don't remember. But I was going through the forums reading it, and they're like, yeah, we've been playing it this way the whole time. and Because at the end of this phase, that so they're there. You don't wipe. I'm like, really? So apparently yeah. there are little groups, little gaming Well, we shouldn't say pockets. little. They could be. They, maybe we're the minority. <laughs> Who knows? I got the microphone. There's these little right. groups out there. <laughs> I could say, yes, there's huge groups. There's, you know what? Honestly, like 75% of the gaming community plays it the way I say. It's just they're not, they don't have their own podcast, oh, so we sure. don't know it. Yeah, See, of course. That's what it is. <laughs> the loudest microphone counts for more votes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right. Let's just, let's, let's, now that let's, we've, uh, now that we've exhausted, exhausted this, that one. Here, let's quick, you know what? Let's quick take a quick break. Um, just because. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, yeah, we're going to have to take the hell out of this anyway, yeah. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. Back again. Back, back, Eddie, back. Hey, Chris is putting the headphones on. I, your mic's still I'm off. Back, there you go. I'm back. There we go. <laughs> I totally caught him off guard. I'm sorry. We were talking to Harrison, and the best way to get him to stop, he's just been trained when this mic goes on. He actually knows not to keep uh, arguing about other stuff. So, All right. So um, here, this is kind of interesting. I, you know, um, I asked you to come on the show. Yeah. And uh, I said, listen, you know, I, you know, I need someone to help me co-host for, you know. For, the, least, for the interim. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm always I'm always calling up and saying, "Hey, we're going to talk about this. Hey, we're going to talk about that. You want to come on and talk about it with that something that's interesting to you?" So you're like, "What are you going to talk about?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know." Setting the Christopher and I were always setting the agenda. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Well, you know, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, what do you want? What would you know? You you've got a chance to pick the main topic for a show. You listen to a lot of oh, shows. Is this the main topic? Well, pretty much. Okay. I mean, we have a couple of smaller main topics, really, but." You know, we got a we have a topic, and what do you want to talk about? And so, well, one of the things I thought maybe we could discuss were you know the phases of the game, mm-hmm. uh, break them down, um, maybe talk about what your favorite phase <laughs> the of phase the game? or the round, the, the phase, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, oh Christ! I didn't even realize we were going to get into this. Right? Here we go again. Okay, here we go. So phases being movement, magic, shooting, and close combat. Right. So. As as a player, which phase do you prefer the most? Mm-hmm. Which do you get the most mileage out of? Which tends to sway the game in your favor most often? 
Um, so I thought we might start there and then talk about a little bit uh, which armies play most uh, to which phase. Well, okay, okay, yeah. Which which armies excel in which particular phase, and does that mean? Uh, oh, that's yeah, that's kind of cool. Certain armies then perform better, you know, sooner versus later, etc. Yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes I mean, I, like all phases are important, but certain armies, it's like if this particular phase goes bad, you're in trouble. I like there's certain ones I don't know if it's necessarily. What do you think is the most important phase for you? <sighs> and, and coming from a VC slash dwarf player. Maybe from a VC player. Uh, honestly, from a VC and dwarf, I, I almost would say it's the movement phase because I have to get everything. I used to be able to just Van Hells myself into combat, which was awesome. Right. But especially with dwarfs getting smaller movement mm-hmm. and with zombies, I mean, not zombies, but uh, VC only now. Not being able to march. Not, I mean, you used to be able to march if you were near any vampires. Now right. it's just the general. So I'm not able to march. So yeah, I do. I have to really line myself up. And yes, I can Van Hells and get an extra eight inch move during sure. the magic phase if I get a decent magic phase. If you get it right, and if I don't have anything else to cast, and if I'm really trying to get extra movement in, then I did something wrong in the movement phase. Agreed. Or some, or else I made a plan that is now. I mean, see, I'm guilty of this, and this is one of the reasons why I think I could win a lot more games if I just played a little more conservative. I love to play. More conservative? In what sense? I mean, sometimes I throw it out there because I'll, I'll, I'll bet heavy to win heavy. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'll move here, and they're kind of exposing me. But if I can get this spell off here, I'm going to move to where I know, and then I need just that other spell, and everything's going to work. And it's like I, 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 I put too many if-thens in the okay. equation. Where it, yeah, if it works, wow, that's awesome. But that's a lot of uh, yeah but factors that need to go in your favor. Too, for yeah, I have too many variables. I allow too many variables. Right. Into that, and so for me, the movement phase is key. Now, I did watch a game during. In fact, I watched the game. I was playing the game during uh, bits, where I was actually playing Joe Flesh. Where at the end of the deployment, I'm like, I just at the deployment phase, which is that sets the table for everything. I looked at that when we were all done. I'm like, I can't believe I just did. It. I'm like, I put that there, and he was like, What? And after we finished playing, I'm like that, that shouldn't be there. He's like, Why? I'm like, It should be here. He's like, Why? Because you're going to do this, and he's like, Yeah, I am. I'm like, Yeah. I told I like and this this and you only have six turns of movement to I gotta fix that yeah that's two not a turns to you fix might not that. always have that opportunity exactly and if I if I go first I got two turns to fix it if I don't go first he's already going to cause enough havoc where right. I may not fix it and if you're trying to fix things while he's bearing down on you you've already given up the initiative exactly so uh, you know uh, deployment is is paramount is super important it's not yeah. one of those other fa- I think that's important to every army though. I oh, think yeah, that's one that, that, yeah. that that one we don't have to even count in the in the equation, right? Um, so I I agree with you. Movement is key because it sets up everything: your charge lanes, your angles, your your your. Let me let me just back up real quick. I want to ask yep. you in uh, in the deployment phase. If you're playing the same army for a while, you know yeah. you're getting ready for your tournament, or you've got this army, you know, the one you're comfortable with. I mean, okay. A lot of times, like when you play your high elves, yeah. You've got a couple of different lists, a couple of variants, but there's a still a, a basic core of stuff that you sure. sort of play with that you do. When you go to deploy, do you have like a plan in your head and you pretty much stick to it no matter what's going on across the other side of the table? Uh, yes and no. I have a general strategy. I want to execute plan A. Okay. And that will, my deployment will vary slightly based on the terrain, based on if scenario objectives, if there are any. Okay. And in particular, my opponent. What army is he playing? What units do I need to deploy directly across from his units to get the best matchup? Okay. So those are the variables that I keep in mind. See, because one of the things that I've noticed happening with me with this recently around the 22, 2400 point lists of, of VC is 
because my core is crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need a lot of it so it doesn't die and right. it's not going to do much. Um, they've almost become like expendable deployments. I have, uh, I have my, I, I mean, I have expendables. I have that little unit the of bats spirit host. or whatever. Sure. I have a unit of bats. But after I get those down, and you're putting your core down, once I see where the main bulk goes, my core pretty much goes this here, this next to it, this in front of it, this sure. behind it, this there. And there are five units that, no matter what the scenario is. These five are going to go here. They're either going to go right up on the line or I'm going to pull them back a little bit if I feel I need to give them more time away from the enemy. Mm-hmm. But that core is set up there. And then it's the 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 like the one rare and the two specials. Those are the ones where now the, everything's the, the hammer units. Or, yeah. yeah. Where can I put, you know, where I, there are my little scalpels. Where so can so I lay like, them? Wh- I need to tie up that unit of X with this unit of zombies. So I'm going to deploy like as such right. and then well, flank it with again, Zombies being core. Yeah. My zombies, my skeletons, You're gonna have if a lot I take of them. some ghouls. But I, those are not... I don't even care where you're putting your stuff. Well, don't, I think you should, because if you don't want to... Let's say, I, if I drop my Swordmasters here, I would think as a VC player, you're going to say, okay, well, I'll just feed them up you know, blocks of zombies. Well, and like I said, that's where... Well, I, I, I misspoke, but what I'm saying is that particular block, the pattern you're going to see, if you drew it out, mm-hmm. where I put it, whether it's in the middle of the table, a little to the left, a little to the right, wherever it is, in the deployment zone... That those five models, you could draw that template and throw it just basically anywhere in the deployment zone. And those two units of zombies, the unit of skeletons. So you're saying your deployment is always that little the that, same. That little chunk almost almost never varies. Really? Huh. Yeah. Part of it is the uh, the proximity to the casters to keep the the units alive. Sure. Some of it is I want those big units of zombies a little bit farther up than my skeletons, but my skeleton units got my guys who are going to be reviving them, so I need them nearby. So once it gets nearby, no matter where I place it, it's, it it sort of needs this shape for all those little bubble effects to work. Okay. Yeah, I never thought about that from a VC point of view. So I'm playing it in this pattern, and I, I noticed it playing at bits is like where my little where my true chaff goes is you know I'm kind of watching where you go. When I see those sword masters, yes, then maybe okay, boom, those sword masters. Are gonna, this is where the zombies are going to go. But right. once that one's placed, the rest of them are falling in line oh, either so to like the left or the right. Effect. Yeah. Okay. Once the, you know, I can pick and choose. But that's when I said that's where my specials and things come in. Okay, this is going in. This one this unit will buff that. And yeah. Helps when I see this. that unit placed, okay, this has to move here and do this. But it is that whole, the whole list, the synergy. Re- yeah, it really, it yeah. really relies on it. I mean, you can, you know, like, like. How many times have I heard uh, Nikotenko tell me, well, I saw you had uh, Crypt Horrors, and then I didn't see the Mortis Engine this time. He goes, I don't know why you have one without right. the other. Because they, they work they so well together. Each other. You're why maximizing. wouldn't you put them together? Yeah, they, you're maximizing they, the math. Exactly. And um, so the way that all these things work together, those that core, so they're not expendable deployments, but once the one goes down, unless something really crazy that I'm not expecting happens across that table... Mm-hmm. It's already my fourth or fifth deployment. I've seen some of what you're putting out. Right. And if I haven't seen anything, then I'm going to go, okay, guess, look look around at the terrain. What's going to favor me the most if things start to go a little wonky? Yep. Put them here. Give them a little more protection. But it's that same sort of setup. It's The, the core is almost, it might not be in the same spot on the board, but if you were to, like I said, there's a template that it's almost the same. Let me ask that. you this something then. If you had to, for some reason, deviate from that template. Yep. For due to the scenario or to terrain or whatever, I've and had you're, it happen. You're, you're out of your comfort zone. Does that throw your game off? It can a little bit. Okay. Um, 
if something like that's going to happen, like where you know you roll to see who if on a one sure. that unit doesn't come in, if that doesn't happen, then that whole that whole block might get moved just farther back on the board, as far away from the enemy as I can take it, okay. until I can put it all back together again. So because so then you're you're, where, you're giving up initiative. You're the initiative a little bit yes to, but, to get your ducks in a row. But with my core stuff, my core stuff is the stuff that I'm eventually going to try to throw up and just sandbag you. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the tar pit. Because they don't fight. They're no good. Sure, they die. Yeah, and I have to take a quarter of my army with stuff that is just throwing <laughs> out there to die. To die, again. So, <laughs> basically, if the scenario or the way things are laying out makes it easier for them to die, I have to I have to, I have have to, to address that. Yeah. I have to pull it back. Yes, I'm giving up some of the initiative, but so that's fine. I played five rounds at bits. I think of my core units, I gave up. One unit of zombies in one game. Jeez. That's I a, gave up 72 wow. points out of 600 over five games because I, yeah, it's it, tough it, to kill it all. It, yeah, it, it works. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know if what I'm doing is the smartest move, mm-hmm. but it works. I love points denial. As, they're not going to earn that much, but they are going to stop you. All right, so let's now. Okay, so I just like I said, I didn't want to dwell on the deployment phase, but but it is important. No I, doubt. Caught, I caught myself getting into this pattern where I was doing it. And I'm like, does anybody else? Do this, or I don't do, have a set deploy uh, de- template for deployment. It's it's it very similar. It easy. <laughs> it's very similar, but uh-huh. uh, I, I try to be fluid and, and depend. You know, react to the situation. Yeah, like I said, I've got you know, with my casters being the ones who are bringing things back and and buffing. And, they have and to turning, be. Yeah, I have central. I have six inch bubbles minimum. I can raise it to twelve, but if I have a crap magic phase, I've got six inch bubbles to right. work in. So suddenly that's all laying out. When it works, it's cool. <laughs> so that so that would be your most important phase, mine as well. Is there as a VC player, shooting phase is probably your Well, shooting you know, phase means nothing. Effective, to me. right? I mean, yeah, it means nothing. Most important, I mean, honestly, it's the movement. You know, some people will debate that close combat is the most important because that will decide who's breaking and fleeing and running down where. True. I don't break and flee with this army, though. I mean, close combat's always... All the phases are important. I mean, unless you actually don't get one. But even then, sometimes it's important. Well, shooting phase is important, maybe not for you, but against you. Oh, yeah. It's certainly huge. Yeah. I mean, if there's a lot of... Now, I'll tell you this. You know, three hordes of zombies, five wide and ten deep... Oh, you're going to shoot your cannon at them? Uh, okay. Well, that's one thing. But if they shoot your cannon at your your, your mortise engine and take it out, well, yes. different story. Yes. You know, the grudge throwers can really become yeah. vicious. Um, I can't put my <laughs> I can't put my necromancers on the corpse carts because then they just get targeted. Yep. You know, um, shooting phase. I mean, any I mean, any phase can be brutal against you. I mean, I can have a shooting phase against you and everything. You have misfires. Yeah. And then your shooting phase, it's bad for we'll you. Take over. Right. You know. Um, but it's just yeah, the shooting phase is something I don't I I don't think about worry about too much. So the, just to dovetail on that, if uh, if your army is good at a particular phase or not, do you think that makes certain armies perform well earlier on in the game versus late? Because it seems to me close combat armies would be good late performer games. They'll win the games in turns five or six because it takes time to get there. True, all combats and breaks. See, I, I don't think. I guess my thing is I don't think there's any phase that can necessarily will just win you the game, but there are phases that can lose you the game. I think I more I, I'm not trying to be the glasses half empty type of guy. Well, yeah, it, it well, or it'll sway the game in your favor. Right. Right. I mean, like yes, movement is. I mean, I know that it says, oh look, I'm so you know, I'm not worried about combat or magic. If I'm <laughs> if I'm lined up right, you're dead. <laughs> I'm so you know, nimble. But here's the thing: if I don't line up right, I it's it's not so much that 
when I look at movement as the most important phase, it if I screw this up, I'm not going to have a chance to beat you. Right. Whereas if I do it right, I've put myself on at least equal footing. So maybe it's not the most important. I mean, you could say that the magic phase is most important because with the VCL, I feel very dependent on my magic phase. Sure. Magic phase to me, I think, could be the most game-altering, potentially. Yes. Or it could be nothing. True. Uh, when I played that game against Rally in our first uh, three or four turns, no one had more than five dice in the magic phase. So the magic phase became nothing. Yeah. But if you have a list, I mean... It depends on how you build it. If you're playing a very magic-dependent game, I mean, when Christopher was playing his, uh, he had, like, what, four level two uh, Dark Elf wizards, and oh, all right. of them were casting the thing to get more dice. Sure. Now, in certain comps, you could have 12 dice total. That list would be terrible. Yeah. But when he was playing it, yeah, if his magic phase went bad, or, like, when Grant threw the Hellheart and killed two of the wizards and stuff like that. It's a glaring weakness, then, in that case. I mean, suddenly it's like, oh, everything just fell apart. And, you know, you can build it up. With the VC, I mean, the army I took to bits was reliant on getting off invocations. So that, I mean, that was the thing. You couldn't kill my core, but that's because I grew them from 20 to To 60 to 80. Yeah. You know, 20 20 zombies is not hard to kill. And if I never get a magic phase, if I'm rolling through with two dice, four dice, five dice, you're going to wipe them out. And if you can get to them before, I can do that. Mm So with the VC, you know, that at least that type of build, the magic phase becomes really, you know, really critical because I have built, like with dwarves. Oh, the shooting phase is most important with dwarves. Yeah, if you're playing a gun line, which can be brutal, yes, the shooting phase is most important. Because if you're playing a real gun line with a lot of with a lot of thunderers and quarrelers, sure. they've got no armor. Okay. <laughs> you know, they've got light armor and a shield maybe. So if you're not killing with all those guns and stuff, by the time they get to you, you're you're dead. So right. yes, it's important because you built an army that made it really important. Um I would say if you took, uh, say, a cannon, a couple of grudge throwers, and maybe a unit of shooters, and that was the extent of your shooting, then suddenly the close combat phase becomes way more important. Sure. Than, more, more of a well-rounded yeah. list then. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's just it seems like magic and shooting can swing the games, but I don't know. But that you, can, you can operate an army without those phases, certainly. Right. And, yeah. and many do. Um, Did you say, would you say many do? I don't know if many do. Well, it seems know, to, I think the trend nowadays is to have a well-rounded army, a little bit of everything. Beastmen don't really have shooting. Demons don't have shooting. Um, flamers. Okay, well, the fl- well, I just yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 the flamers. So okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I'm saying little you know, things here um, and there. Who else? Do, uh, you I know, mean, Ryan be- Nickel runs a uh, dwarfs a, have no magic. Beastmen, like I said, don't do a lot of shooting. Sure, high elves honestly nowadays don't do a lot of shooting. Nobody takes both doors, and even you, you depends. have a, a unit or maybe. 10, maybe 20 uh, archers. One of the, you know, quote-unquote internet lists is right. to run the Lore of Shadow with a lot of shooting, a lot of bolt throwers, lower the toughness, and then shoot the crap out of something. Okay. So that's that's a val- I haven't done that. Seems like it could be fun for me, maybe not so much for my opponent. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, ogres have the have the... the the Iron Blasters now, but before that they didn't do a lot of shooting. Yeah. The, ogres seem like those games are decided... Could be decided quickly because they move so fast. Yep, they have a lot of ranged. Mm-hmm. VC have very little shooting. Uh, I mean, they can do the screams or the terror guys, but the VC sure. pretty much have no shooting. Warriors of Chaos. If you take the Hell Cannon, you've got that one shot. One th- and it's not enough, though. No. Um, so I mean, there's. I think there's a lot of armies that 
have a really weak phase, right. you know. But that's you know that's you're 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 sure. getting balanced through the different systems. Sure. I mean, look at dwarfs. Dwarfs have no magic phase. You know, oh, they have no magic phase. But man, a good but dwarf army. Down. A good dwarf army has spent a good couple. You know, I've got a couple of runesmiths and a couple of this yep. and that and. You know, they might you, not have a magic phase, but, but they're taking yours away. And if they, if and you, they better because if they don't do anything, and there's, I'm just going to take the the plus, you know, the plus two to my dispel rolls and right. just leave it at that. Maybe one dispel scroll because I want us to have more choppy guys. You know, the magic phase can run you over. So right. even that is the magic phase important to dwarves? No, but well, it is if you're on my, the receiving end of it. Yeah, but I have to still be. I have to have something ready for it. You know. I don't know. It's sort of weird. I guess I never really thought about this till we started discussing it. You know, what's... Well, the reason it, uh, I thought of it is because I have seen games where certain armies will perform well in phase, let's say, two or three, mm-hmm. and the player will then kind of take their foot off the gas, and, and they won't have to risk the, their army anymore because the game is in the bag. Then they're just, they just have to kind of buy time and wait for the game to end. Right. Which is why I like when we play with like the twenty nil rules, where there's levels of winning. there's an incentive to win bigger. Yeah, right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, because there are tournaments like Screw City GT that's coming up in September, where it's I think it's eight, five, and three or something like that. Right. Lost draw and Adepticon was like that too. Yeah, fifteen, if, ten, right. five, and I lost by I was wiped off. You know, I was taken off in 28 minutes or I was taken off in two hours. Precisely. I still got five, you know, and it was like, but those guys who are winning five games consistently. Right. You know, does 15 really do? I mean, I won two games and they were, I mean, my biggest spread was a 12-8 game. Yeah. No, 14, I won a 14-6. I lost a 12-8. My biggest loss was a 12-8. My biggest win was a 14-6. You know. Two and three, based on those two two different, can give you two radically different scores. Sure, of course. That's why I like it better. The twenty nil. Just I because, totally like yeah. it better. Yeah, because if you're uh, playing one of these armies that performs well early on, and then you then scale it back and take the game out of your opponent's hands, right? That kind of sucks. Yeah, especially yeah, I, for I've a, got something like a VC where you tend to perform well later. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I you know, as long as the stuff survives, I kind of do because by later, if I if I've thinned you down enough, this is where I can pick. Okay, that thing is you scary. Could grind. I would. Yeah, I mean, I, I did it. I did yeah. it. Um, I think. Oh, the it was a big bus of knights on the last turn against uh, Matt Teeter. Okay. I threw my. I had two units of zombie five wide. One had like sixty. One had fifty something. Charge one in the front, one in the flank. Yep. Against his knights, chew them up. There's over we, time. Yeah, we got we got one turn left in yeah. this game. You're you're. I just He's took not that going out anywhere. Of the game. Yeah. And that you those two units cost me 150 points. Yeah. So for that 150, and his units, you know, knights cost out. more than that. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and they were the inners. They were like the, the that was the upgrade knights. Sure. So yes, I'm not going to be able to score them, but I wasn't going to be able to score them. But you're not taking anything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, armies like High Elves and Orcs and Goblins, to me, are early game performers. Or- orcs and Goblins in the way that they deal out a lot of damage early. And if I haven't done enough to break you or make, yeah. make you back off, I what you're then saying. I think they're in trouble. Because even your uh, your Savage Orcs, they're brutal, but they have no armor save. Even your regular Orcs, they're, they can be brutal, but they have no armor save. It, precisely. So you and really... they're, they're kind of built that way. They get the plus one strength in the first round of combat, and that's it. They, well, they get bored. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They get bored. They fight with each other. But you're right. If if they if if I'm coming in with big blocks and I can weather the storm from that first round, 
then they could be in trouble. They could be in trouble. That's why so you got to soften them up. Orc and Goblin versus VC is a tough matchup for Orcs and Goblins, in yeah. my opinion. If, uh, I, if I don't storm in right away and roll you over the first round of combat. Oh, that playing against you is what I learned in no horde formation with core models. <laughs> Because my extra ten attacks do not do even yeah. do not do nothing, and your extra however many attacks because now I've matched your width. Right, it's just stupid it's huge. bad. Yeah. Um, beastmen, beastmen mm-hmm. are great. I mean, close combat is their face. The magic's going to buff and change and and adjust it for them. Yep. but even without it, that that primal still fury. Good. They have that banner that's the plus one strength. Yeah. I mean, just uh, the Primal Fury, just getting those rerolls to hit almost every round of combat, you can get it. It's like eternal hatred. They're brutal. Um, and it's funny. I know Grant was playing a big game against uh, Ryan. Ryan took a uh, horde. Horde of Minotaurs. Of Minotaurs. That's and hilarious. they were chewing stuff yeah. up because they could be brutal. Yeah, unit of six. Not going to get as much, so much, you know. Yeah. But I mean, and that's and that's the thing. Uh, every time I see Beastmen, you got it's the it's the horde of gore. It's all combat in your face. Yeah. Oh. And but it has to be. Their magic phase is is decent. They have yep. no. Sh- Once again, you have no shooting. You have to rely heavy on something. And they're 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 a they're a team that I like late in the game. If that horde is still there, still chopping things up, then they're in good shape. Oh yeah, yeah. they got their magic working for them. Uh huh. Yep. Bretts are uh, early. Brett's are in early, yeah. Of they, course, they want to they want to get in on you early. Jeez, uh, uh, what's the most important phase for them? I would probably say it would have to be close combat they for Brett's. Yeah, it's got to be movement. Oh, that's true. The it's movement be phase, movement. yeah, getting the, all you, that stuff yeah. lined up. Yeah, because if the, if those charges fail or if you're not lined pro- lined up properly, your flank is you know oh, it's from here to eternity. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, their movement's important, but even then, if they if they want to win the game, they've Got to have those, those close combats have to fall in their favor. Yeah, right. I mean, you can say that about anybody. I mean, I sound like I remember I was uh, my buddy, my buddy Dale used to always come over. He always watched the hockey game, and I always make fun because I like hockey and all, but I just I'm not I don't sit around watching a, a lot of sports. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't know either. So I'm sitting there, and he's watching, and then during the intermission, they're talking to the guy, and they're like, "Okay, end of the first period, you were falling behind, but now you've come back and you've taken the lead." And the guy literally, "Well, yeah, you know." I knew if we went in there and we came into this game and I knew if we could score more goals than they scored, we were going to win. And I'm thinking, did he really just say that? Genius. You know, and so, yes, you want to, if you, you got to win the rounds of combat to win the game. Of course. But, uh, yeah. How about Skaven? What do you think of them? Oh, they're just, I, you know what? It's, uh, I really don't think it's the close combat because when I get in with them, they it's, lose. It's shooting, often. shooting, and magic is where shooting they and, and it's, it's a combination of the two. Right. It's funny the two phases that are kind of optional that are kind of uh, augments shooting and magic. They excel at and they're deadly. When it works, it's it's brutal. But that's the thing they gave them. Yes, the two the two the two phases that can that can win the game for you. They gave them everything. Right. In both phases, they just have so much things that they can shoot and throw at you. However. <laughs> There's a risk it's going to blow up in their face. And they're, and they're, I mean, you take out the hell pit and a couple of big, yes, you could take a big horde of storm vermin. Sure. But, I mean, who I'm facing are big hordes of slaves. Maybe two slaves and a, and a rat or three slaves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I did. I sat there grinding them down and you're sitting there and you win because the slaves suck. I mean, they're, they're weapon skill two. I didn't realize Pretty it. Bad, you know, zombies yeah. hit them on a four. Zombies hit everybody on a five. They're weapon sure. skill one. 
And I'm with the client. I'm like, wait, I'm hitting them on fours? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I can get some wounds in here. Maybe they'll I mean, fail, fail a fear check every once in a while. Who yeah, knows? and then I'm hitting them. I'm still hitting them on fours because they go down oh, to, yeah. to wait, one. It's the moral victory there. Close combat just it, – it doesn't – all the close combat I've been getting into with Skaven lately – is stuff that's going to slow me down and hold me up for the thing they want to hit me with. Sure, of course. It's pure slaves. Or they, I can or shoot, into, shoot, I can into, shoot into the sure. slaves. You know, uh, if you've got a bell horde with the with that, then event, that's the thing that's coming looking for. Okay, this yeah. is the thing I'm going to grind you down with. These guys are going to hold you, but it is. It's mostly magic and Man, magic shooting, and shooting and ranged attacks. I'm just. I'm, you could. Do you think you could take a low magic Skaven army and I guess go heavy? I guess, uh, that uh, more, more is, combat. Yeah, is that a little riskier? I don't know. I don't play enough Skaven to I know. I suppose you could double help it. Um, yeah, Lord. I mean, like I said, I mean, I know Brad took double, double, double seers. grace here, but then he rolled no more than five dice on the first four yeah. turns of the of the magic phases of the first four turns of our game, so that. You know, 500, 600 points of <laughs> lords was just like, yeah, we're dead think, here now. But that if they take enough warpstone tokens, that's true. Can make up for it. Uh, I think there's the the wand that I've seen Brelian take yeah. once in a while. The wand of Jet, I think, it yeah. gives you D6 power dice. So there's so, there's ways around it. And that's the thing; they have all the toys. All those yeah, but if you want to rely your entire, if you want to rely your game on the magic your and strategy the shooting on that. And you guys feel free to disagree with us. Just disagree in a, in a nice tone. <laughs> right? No burning effigies of disagreement. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> um, I think dark elves. Dark elves are another one who seem to really rely on the magic phase, though. Well, I think the dark I, elves, I, high elves, empire, those types of armor that do a little bit of everything well. Uh huh. Depends on the on the build, to be honest. That's true. That's true. People but this, it seems like it seems heavy. like it's the magic phase that's always taking those armies over the top, though. If it's going to work, yeah, I would agree. I mean, let's face it. I mean, we all know that dark elves work best if their shadow lore is working well with you. That game, mm-hmm. you know, high elves with life. It's yes, they have they sure. don't have a lot of armor, the, but high elves really do deliver quite a beating in close combat. And if you can, if you can mitigate your own losses, then sure, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean. It's it, it's I don't know if it's the most important phase, but man, does it really grease! That's the magic phase, the ultimate skid greaser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it just lets you go right through. Who else yeah. we got? Um, lizard men. Well, Jesus, I mean, what are you going to say? Uh, I think because they move so they, they're slow, slow and they hit late, right? Because they're all initiative one or two. Right. I mean, they're, even, they're meant to last. They can yeah. take a beating. Yeah. Because even dwarves are hitting them everything. first. <laughs> I'm like, dwarves yeah. are hitting oh. first, really? I remember the first time I played him against Joe. He's like, yeah, you I'm like, I never hit anybody first. That's why I take great weapons all the time. Yeah, slow-moving lizards. But they're cold-blooded. Their leadership is really what they have going for them. Yeah. So, so I mean, you think close combat is the most important with that? For them? Mm. I mean, you always just see the slant. I mean, it's always all about the slant, and that there's nothing but magic in that. Yeah, I'd have to say magic is where they excel close combat to buy time for the magic to take effect. Okay. Sprinkle in some salamanders for good measure. Ogres, well, they're just broken. They're, and that's, yeah, that's their close combat phase. That's where yeah. they're... Yeah. yeah. I mean, close shooting... Close combat and the magical buffs. Yeah. But even the, even if you don't get all the buffs, I mean, you can you can usually pull some pretty brutal... Well, you can just Mornfang it. Yeah, exactly. Slam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, we have some information with regards to the ogres and how they performed at bits and stuff that we'll yeah. talk about yeah. later. But 
but yeah, I didn't want. To, we don't have to go through every single army, but just something to think about phases and how. We're pretty, yeah, we're pretty close. I mean, Tomb Kings. It seems you know. I would at first I want to say there was their shooting phase because you see so many of those archer archers, sure. but I mean, you can take lists. Like I said, Andy brought to bits that uh, all the all the mm-hmm. you know big monsters. Big sure, yeah, and that can work. It seems to me that list will start off okay, but it'll go south quickly. Yeah, gunline syndrome there. Right? Exactly. I think warriors are the one. The one. I mean, them and like demons. What's the most important phase? Combat. Combat. Yeah. I mean, just you know, push forward and chop it up right. and kill it. And I know it's not that simple, but because of what you tend to see, which is a lot of blood letters and yeah, big blocks of blood letters or big blocks of thirster of, of or you know just corn warriors with yep. two hand weapons. You know, these are guys who excel at just. Dishing out combat well, risk. Warriors, I think, I totally agree with you. Demons, I think you could be a little bit more finesse. Sprinkle some magic, some shooting in there. Yeah, they I have mean, some pretty can, maneuverable I mean, well, units, shooting. too. Yeah. The horrors. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> the horrors. Um, well, the, the pink horrors do the... They can have, not the they horrors, have the flamers. The flamers, the flamers. Yeah, yeah, the flamers. That's it. No. Yeah. That's so. what, I don't play a lot of demons, and I don't have any flamers, so... Doesn't uh, don't you have a demon army though? Yeah, but I don't play it all that often. I got it basically, uh, uh, you know, for the team tournament. Well, I mean, I got it in a trade, and so I took off all the round bases and uh, put it on for the team tournament. And got it rolling, and I only needed to pick up like uh, I picked up one box of blood letters and one box of pink hor- one box of pink horrors, and okay, I had everything we needed. So yeah, I had it. So might as well just build. Might as well use it. Yeah, yeah. nice. And then the Wood Elves, they just need help all over. Their magic <laughs> face is not that good. Well, I don't know. If you, depending on what you take, well, I mean, life it, yeah, is a popular I mean, choice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, obviously, their, their particular lore is, is crap. Yeah. And the problem is their magic face sucks because their hero-level wizards can only take Athalorin. Right, so you you have to take the Lord. Yeah, so you have to take the Lord if you want to have magic, and it's just like, do I really want? I mean, mm. y- you know, you almost want to take someone who could do dish out a little damage. It, well, you know. that's what the tree men are for, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. so I mean, I don't know. It just it just seems like their magic phase is not even if they get that one level four, they're they're so fragile and just you right. know. Well, it seems like they would do uh, well at sniping the character to win the game just by a few hundred points. Yeah, not by an overwhelming. You know, I don't. Think, I think rarely will they twenty zero someone. Oh, but we'll see. I don't know. But that, yeah, this is something we can revisit, or if people yeah. are interested, if they have their own opinions. I just, yeah, I mean, just, I wasn't actually, you know, I didn't know what to think. We're just like, oh, let's talk about what phase is most important for different armies. I'm like. Well, they're all important. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, some armies perform well, you know, yeah. depending no. on their phase strength. Right. And like I said, it, and, you know, it, I guess that's something maybe I'm going to start trying to start thinking about when uh, when I'm building, you know, because, I mean, that's one of the things that they that you see with 8th edition is, you know, build a balanced army. Right. Build as much balance as you can. I don't have a shooting phase with my vampires. I'm not worrying about that. You know, I don't have it. But as build as balanced an army as you can. You know, why would I take a BSB? Well, because if you wind up playing Blood and Glory, having a BSB is kind of important. A little bit. You know, um, for me, it's one less model crumbles within 12 inches. Oh, so, okay. I didn't see where you were getting at, but for scenario purposes, yeah. it, it or, is Like for dwarves. For you. Yeah, you know, I want that re-roll. You know, I just, sure. I, don't, I don't often need 
my BSB for my reroll. If I'm losing by that much, I've either got stubborn units or they're completely screwed. But you want to take balance, you know. Sure. I, if, if you if you well, like dwarfs are a good example. If I'm taking all my core and thunderers and quarrelers, if I'm taking lots of shooting and this, and I'm going to rely on everything else. If it gets past that and gets into my back then line, in trouble. Then I'm toast, you know. Yeah. So it really does push for an idea of making a balanced list, Agreed. and that's kind of what you got to make sure you've got, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, you want to talk your nuggets of knowledge? We'll take a quick break and then talk about. Uh, well, I don't want to call it nuggets of knowledge. I don't want Raj or we'll Hastings call coming it, up. Uh, some data. <laughs> Chris, use pile of data. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. All right. If a game is only as good as the person who plays it, then the best games can be found at Unique Gifts and Games, collectible and classic card games, board games, RPGs, tabletop miniatures, hobby tools, and more all found within. And so is an amazing community of fellow gamers, as well as dedicated gaming tables, terrain, and a library of open games to try. It's also your source for Unseen Lurker, the independent tabletop wargaming magazine. Stop by for Warhammer Fantasy Mondays, 40K Tuesdays, and War Machine Wednesdays. Demos and tournaments are alive and well at UGG. Check their website at uniqueugg.com for their calendar of events or call 847-548-8270. Don't forget about the rewards program, their convenient location in downtown Grays Lake, Illinois, and their friendly staff. Unique gifts and games. Great gamers mean great gaming. Okay, and we are back. We're back. Okay, so you want to talk some bits, stats? Yeah, let's hear some bits, stats. So now you're sitting here, got your computer open. Yeah, I have some numbers. We did some crunching here. So all of the armies that were represented at the tournament are available on the results page of the website. Was anybody not represented? Uh, dogs of War. Did you? Were you allowing Dogs of War? Yeah, I, I think they oh, were allowed, okay, but I don't, no, one, no one took uh, them. Yeah, I ha- yeah, that... Since 8th has happened, Dogs of War has really slipped off the map. But outside of Dogs of War, was there any... I mean, there was, I think there was only one Brett player. Only one Brett player. But uh, there was everybody was represented, I think. Well, according to what I have here, there's only 10 different armies. Wait, that's not right. That can't be right. You gave out more than that for top uh, army awards. Or best in race. 16 armies represented. Yep, that's it. That's then. everything. Okay. Uh, so the the highest um, representation would be what would you venture to guess was the most represented army? Ogres. Yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah, starting them off easy. I'm one for one. All right. Ogres no followed more. by the next two would be. Do I have to get them in order? No, not necessarily. I'm guessing. I'm, I think dark elves. I saw a lot of dark elves. Mm-hmm. And um, <sighs> choose wisely. I want to say Skaven because I did see a bunch of them, but I'm thinking. I did. See, I saw more demons than I normally am used to seeing, so I'm going to go with demons. Demons, yes. So out of the 75 players we had, there were 10 ogres, 9 demons, and 7 dark elves. And that comprises the top three represented armies. Everyone else is pretty closely lumped together. Skaven at four. Tomb, Tomb Kings is actually, was actually higher than I thought at six. Yeah, a lot of people there was a lot of Tomb Kings. There was people playing Tomb King offs. Yeah, Jen Person, the last round was her Tomb Kings against some of the this other dude. Joe Sabloda's, yeah, his right? Tomb Kings. Yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" That's, that's hilarious. But that's kind of awesome. It's cool that all six because Dogs of War really. I mean, GW has done their best to wipe them out as right. an army. Right. I mean, they've erased all references in the different books. Sixteen armies, including the the Cast Dwarfs, and they're all there. Right. Well, that, we couldn't have done it without Jake Murphy playing the one bread army. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you, Jake. But uh, so there's only one Brett, but uh, most everything else was in like the fours and fives, right? Uh, fours, fives, threes, what else? There were three, Beastmen three, Chaos Dwarfs two, Lizardmen three. So okay. there you go. So, so those were your low end, but still. Yeah. So one of the other things that um, I went through and did was calculate total levels of magic represented. Not just lore's chosen, but so level four would obviously count for four. Oh, so you're saying total, like, if I had three level twos, then I was... I was six levels six. of magic, right. Okay. Right. So what would you venture to guess was the highest represented lore among the 75 players? Uh, it's got to be Shadow. Yeah, far and away, Shadow was the highest at 47 levels represented. 47. Which is 13% okay. of everything. How much? 13%. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that now that could consi- that could be um, forty seven. That could be eleven level fours right. on shadow and a level two and a level one. Right. Okay. So we don't know exactly how many. Not, ex- not the but exact. But that's still forty seven. So what else was there? Well, second uh, was Maw. Well, yeah, <laughs> right? okay. So that makes sense. How many levels of Maw? You had to have 35. someone from the Maw. Oh, but think about that. You got a you got a fire belly at a level one, and you're taking your level, level four, four slaughter master. Right. You mostly was I thought I saw a lot of level fours. So how much was Maw. there for? How many was it from Maw? Thirty five, which is nine percent. And how much was Shadow? Thirteen percent. You said thirteen percent. Yeah. So twenty two percent, almost a quarter of the magic. In the tournament was Maw and Shadow. Shadow and Maw. That's right. Jeez. Okay, what else? Uh, let's see. Next up. Where did VC rank in that? Did you, did you vampire, see Vampire. There were 35 levels of Vampire. That's the same as the Maw, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So there was just as much... Just as much Maw as there was Vampire. Let me see. How here. many Vampire armies were there? Uh, let's see. There were... How many Vampire I thought there armies? were five. I wanted to say five. I'm showing six. Six, okay. So I missed one, but yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, because most of most of the VC armies that I've seen, it's just all vampire. And you know what gives it the boost is every vampire character mm-hmm. is a level one. You know, right off the bat. Yeah, they. I mean, every vampire is a level one. So if you take three extra vampires, you know, for fighting. Yeah, that's three, and you're probably just going to okay. I'll just take vampires and take the the invocation or whatever, you know. So you, you get a lot of that probably. Uh, so yeah, a lot of vampire, a lot of maw. Yeah, I mean seriously, eighteen and thirteen—that's thirty, almost a third of the magic was vampire, maw, and shadow. So what would you guess? Just a venture, I guess, to what the lowest represented magic lores would be. Least represented. Okay, and meaning they showed up, though. They showed up, right. Okay. Was there any Athaloran? I'm probably guessing Athel- None of that. There was no Athaloran. There was no lore of... Uh, no lore of Frost. Lore of, was it the lore of the Wild? Is that the no Beast lore of Wild. Law? Okay. Um, so those weren't even there. Uh, I, okay, is it is it a book-specific lore, or is um, it one of the eight? Was it one of the eight? They're mostly book specific, although one of the BRB lores is in there as as lower represented. So book specific. Uh, so the book specific you can kind of throw it because that's really dependent on how many armies were represented there. Well, orcs and goblins would have to have big. They would have to have big wa and little wa. 
would be in there somewhere probably you know, on there the lower was end. Not a single little wah represented. None. So there were no goblin wizards at not bits. Not that uh, I recall, but no goblin shamans. There at were only there were only four orc and goblin armies, and yeah, I don't remember seeing a single goblin. So it was big wah if they had magic. It, yeah. So big wah was actually represented by twenty levels of magic. Okay. Oh man. Well. Hmm. Would, so I can throw your bone here. Dark elf magic would probably be uh, something showed up kind of low, maybe the dark magic. You know, actually, that's a good point. I don't see any dark magic on because this they list. All took shadow. They all took shadow, right? Okay. Uh, is high? Is there any high magic? Two levels. Two. So a level two. A level two. Somebody had a level or two or a pair of level one. A pair of level one. But I think it might have been a level two. Yeah, you want a level two, and you could probably throw that. Dra- Dude, I, I still tell you, just just having drain magic. But is it enough? All they have to do is roll two sixes, and I'll probably I know. Right uh, yeah, and I, I realize it's not necessarily enough, but it's 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 like the anti. It's so funny. It's the anti dark elf buff. Dark elf have their, right. We all we all can get extra dice. That's fine because we're going to make you pay more for sure, it anyway. Sure. You know, I tell you, high magic is great against dark elves. It's like tailor made. <laughs> it is. It's really good against yeah. dark elves, and there's a lot of good stuff on it against dwarfs. Actually, getting the five up uh, ward. On your yep. models, that Vols on making is great. Oh, that's just stupid. That's really good. Yeah, that's uh, you know, even with your vampire, I'm coming in with my special sword or and, your you know, ward save. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, get rid of that. Yeah, let's go on. So we'll, we'll talk about that because you and I are planning a game that might feature high <laughs> magic. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, other low represented spells are Lore of Hashut, uh, Lore of Slanesh, and Lore of Heavens. Lore of Beasts, actually. Oh, that's, well, has shoot. That's right. There's only two. How many cast two. Or, There were two cast two. represented. And so, yeah, I know Chris had a level four. And I don't know what the other guy had. So there wasn't too much on there. Right. And what was the other one you said? Lore of Beasts was only six, which I was surprised by. I think that'd be a little bit more of Beasts. Uh, I, that was probably mostly Hastings. Because he has a uh, couple of level one, he has like a level one with beast and level one with shadow, so he can get the withering or whatever. That what's the what's the first thing in the beast uh, lore? Oh, um, since wild form, wild form. Yeah, so you get a couple of level ones, you right. get the wild form off, and then he couples them with some of his uh, death or shadow guys. Yeah, I think I think his level four was death, probably. If I remember correctly, but he's, I bet you he had at least a one. Level mm-hmm. one, if not a, if not two of them, right? Throwing around that Wisson's wild form just to just to get it through. Yep. Um, fire, which you often see as a support lore, there are fifteen levels of fire there so represented there. Well, you got ten ogre armies, mostly <laughs> <in> fire, <laughs> right. fire bellies. Yeah. And so level one or level two fire belly that probably made up all. I, I would I would hazard a guess majority of most, if not those. all, the fire magic was in the ogre armies. I think you're you're probably right about that. So that's a basic rundown of the lores represented. I think a lot of these trends you could probably predict. Lord yeah. Shadow being so popular. Yeah. Et cetera. So then the other thing that I calculated were sort of some notable uses of magic items. Okay. So I'll quiz you again here. So based on the 75 players represented, how many of those armies do you think had a dispel scroll? Oh, wow. Um... You know, I made sure to have one in mind. I actually added. I took something so out. Seventy-five and added, <laughs> is your answer. It's got to be. It's, oh. I'm sure the guys that our friends across the pond are probably saying seventy-five. It's got to be all seventy-five. I'm, think, I'm thinking sixty. Sixty. That's your fi- official answer. That my, yeah, my final answer. 
you will be, you and our listeners will be surprised to hear that out of the 75, only 35 took it to Spell Scroll. Really? Yeah. Less than half. How's that for Dicey? Dude, I, you know what? I Here's the thing. I used it in every game. There to, was that to one, stop that. There was one point where something spell. came. It wasn't even if it was a super spell. Maybe it was something they just cast that they got. A, they only rolled three dice, and they just got really good roll. I'm like, I can't let that through. Yeah. But I can't spend everything I got. I got to see what they're casting next. They're, they're, you know. How comes a scroll? Yeah. I mean, it happens, you know, especially against the Skaven when they go, oh, I got this thing that's going to wipe out your whole unit. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Um, the other item that I saw a lot in going through all these was Crown of Command. And that's Is that sh- the Stubborn Crown? Stubborn Crown. Yeah. And that showed up 18 times. Is, is there anyone in particular who used it the most? As uh, I remember seeing it a lot in Dark Elves and Ogres. Dark Elves and Ogres, yeah. okay. I think Hastings got one with his Beastmen, too, because they're... they're he may have. I, I honestly don't recall. Is that the one that gives you the plus one leadership, but you can't use the general's leadership? No, no. That's the banner of... Uh, that's a banner of leadership. Okay. This is this is just makes the, the unit... He's with Stubborn. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's cool. Yeah, another another thing I never use. <laughs> yeah, I've used it once or twice. I've been playing VC for over a year. Yeah, you don't need it. I don't. Have, there's yeah. so many things. It's just, and it's like as I'm looking at, I keep looking back at my dwarfs, going, "Wow, I'd have to put back all these things that I just don't even think about right. anymore." It's one of the things, honestly, that I don't necessarily. When you play with an army, and of course I go back to dwarfs, I'm saying, "Well, they don't, you know, they don't have a magic phase, but they still need." Mm-hmm. The, there's you have you can't ignore them. Ma- I can ignore the shooting phase. I really can't. I can't control how much you're going to bring. I don't have any shooting. Sure. Uh, I don't have anything that's going to be anti-shooting because there's really nothing anti-shooting in my army. So, you know, I've got a couple of ethereal things I could try to throw to the back. Sure. I, I can't. I just can't worry about shooting with VC. Uh, then not worrying about the psychology. Never having to run. Never uh, being able right. to run. You know, it's like these decisions that you have to make. I would never suggest VC as a first army for somebody. I mean, it might well, be, it, it might be time, easy because you're... You, you never have to worry about psychology, so that's one less thing that you have to worry about. True. It's just you're not... I mean, I think if this was my first army and I played it for a year and suddenly I go to a new army and now I've got to make all these other decisions. Now, granted, I've got a better grasp on the game. Right. But just saying, wait a minute, there's this whole other thing there that you never that you got took to... for granted because you'd have to worry about it. Right. Yeah, I mean, play, checks. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. playing with dwarves, I had to have anti-magic. I didn't get to throw my own magic, but I had to be ready. I had to acknowledge it right. and prepare for it. Whereas I, I don't, there's not that much I can prepare for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the other step. Of course, I'm going to get emails now saying, well, I always <laughs> prepare to stop shooting. This is what I use, but... Oh, just to follow up on that Dispel Scroll stat, 35, that includes yep. Dwarven runes of... Oh, okay. How many Dwarf players were there? I didn't uh, I think there were many. three or four. I mean, even... <laughs> well, when McClure showed up with a, gob- a, a orc army, I was like, wait a minute, you have an army that's not Dwarves? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, he's been supporting that Savage army for quite I've, some time. I mean, I've only known him like three years, yeah. but every time I've seen him, he's been running Dwarves. dwarves. I've never seen him run anything else, so... Hmm. I thought he was one of those, you know, that's my army. This the is my the only thing he plays. Yep. Well, he's well, good to see that he's come it, to the good side. Well, it does my heart good to see that he's got a second army because now, now I honestly, I still don't know any one army players of this game who only own and play one army. A single army? And if you've been in it to the point where you're playing in tournaments, I mean, everybody we know has more than one army. I'm sure they're out there. 
maybe either the newer players. Well, yeah. Caleb. Caleb only okay, Caleb's has... only got... Yes, Caleb's only got the one army. He, or does he have dwarves? That's all he has is dwarves. Well, he played ogres. So, he, not oh, Caleb. That's, so, he's got two armies now. Yeah. Yep, there you At go. Least two. Yep. <laughs> yes, but you have more than one army. You Yes, Harrison only plays one, but he has more than one. Shh. Pendant of Caleb, we saw seven times. That's a that's dark the elf. reverse ward save. Yeah, of course that showed Cheesery. up. Cheesery. Nine arm. Oh, wait. How many times? Seven. And how many dark elf armies are in the tournament? Seven. There were seven. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> Every dark elf army had the pendant of Caleb. 100%. There you go. Well, okay, let's go to their dark compatriots, the high elves. Not dark, the light. High elves. <laughs> say, what? How many books of Hoeth do you think there were? How many high elf armies there were there? There were four. Uh, I'll say two. There were no books. No books. So how's that? You got your cheesy dark players and your nice soft fluffy. There you go. Good exactly. Guys. Well, you know, and but the book is one of those things where you have to, you really have to build an army and you have to know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You're really good with it, but you played it when you were, I mean, I just remember you playing with it over and over. And <laughs> to all the, the point where you got sick of it? No, it wasn't even that, but with the changes, I, you know, it was fun to watch your game, and we'd play one night, and then three nights later, you'd show up, and even if I wasn't there, we'd be talking about the game, like, what'd you bring? Yeah. Was that whole thing? Yeah, but I changed this. So I was watching the evolution of the tweaks to make that work. You know, the thing That's is... It's not an easy thing to take and make work. It's not. Well, it's it, it is and it isn't. Uh, you know, you have to assume that you're going to get the spells you want, because if you don't, that book becomes uh, kind of a liability. But it's 100 points, which means your guy is running naked. Oh, yeah. He so not- then you're almost, by default, playing defensively. Yeah. Um, and there was that game I played against you where you just kept trying to roll. What was the big spell? It was you trying oh, dwellers? I was dwellers with Tuckless. And you kept rolling <laughs> six dice and... Not Coming hitting it and not getting doubles. You're like roll. I mean, there, yeah, no, it wasn't six dice because that would be. Ridiculous. I think it was five dice, but I you needed roll, like a yeah. You would have four or, or five something. dice, and you'd roll like a one, two, three, four, and you're yeah. like, are you kidding? Twice me? in the same game. Yeah. No. Oh, you were so aggravated. Yeah, that 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 sucked. So let's. Uh, oh no, wait! You did get the doubles, but it was because you have to have doubles and meet the casting meet doubles cost. and meet. Yeah. And so you'd get like one, 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 three, two, and you're just like, are you wait? That yeah, was terrible. What? Like, it was ridiculous. That happened four turns in a row, and I was like, "Oh God, no way!" I didn't even have to dispel. It's like, it's like I'm serving the game up to you on a silver platter. Like, yeah, I don't want to win this. Here you Every go. time that dice roll went, my heart would stop, and then it would go like again. And then and I was like, "If you're doing it, I'm like, okay, third time. This time he's going to do it. Now I'm going to get it. Boom, missed again. Right. The fourth time, seriously, I. It was all I could do not to shout. And I mean, I, I, almost, I almost got some bad sportsmanship going on there because four times in a row, pretty bad. Don't meet. You you don't meet the casting cost. Was it, was it that many? It was four. I remember times. it was at least two, but four. It was four. Two is bad. Four is just. It, you started on pathetic. turn one and you didn't get it off. And, mm. and by turn five, the game was almost wrapped up. And you're like, "Oh, forget it. I got other things to do." Well, maybe I'll, I'll get another shot at Tuckless and his, what he can do. Oh, oh, we'll talk about that. In great. A uh, just to wrap things up here with the magic item discussion, the ogres. How many ogre players do we say we had? Ten. How many, uh, yeah. it, what their big signature magic item would be? The Hellheart. Yes. So out of those 10, how many do you think took the Hellheart? Eight. It's actually the reverse, only two. Really? Yeah. I knew Cranky didn't, but I thought most, I thought everybody, I mean, it's. Alex Gonzalez, I know, did not. Uh, Brian Moyer, I don't think, had it. Do you, um, I'm curious as to why. 
Well, Alex is a pretty soft player. Well, I know why Alex Gonzalez didn't take it because he looked at that and said that is so cheesy and so much right. crap yep. that you know, I'm not taking it. And yeah, God bless him. He plays a lot. We play. We have very similar. We have very dissimilar tastes in armies, but similar approaches to the game. Uh, yes, yeah. we we very much. You know, have you ever? Played Alex? I don't think I've played a game against him. In fact, okay. Oh yeah. You have. Well, okay. Every tournament I've played in, he was running, except when he played against the one with us, and he actually played Harrison that one, not ah, me. So, okay. but uh, no, he's very he's 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 you know he's he's very. I'm going to take what's fun. I'm playing this right. because it's a fun game. Yep. And uh, I can respect that. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. It is a fun game. So you should maybe grudge him next time. So it's a good game. Yeah. If you play Alex Gonzalez. Um, so just to wrap up on the ogres, out of the ten players, how many units of Mornfang do you think we saw? Ten players. I know several that only had one unit, so I'm going to say fifteen units out of ten players. Pretty close. There were actually thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Were there any armies that didn't have any Mornfang at all? Alex Gonzalez did not have any. No Mornfang. No Mornfang. So there were nine armies that did have it. Uh, I think all the other armies had at least one. There were two armies, two, maybe three, that had three. Uh, well, that would be all 13. If you did nine having one, right. there would only be four more left. Right. So there would only be one other. Yeah. That, 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 so maybe I there was... Maybe there was well, there, maybe there was more than one that didn't take it then besides Alex Gonzalez. It, it could be. I, I Still, I mean, that's kind of interesting because some people... Well, because, you know, Brian Moyer won it all in his list. He had a... Was that a Stonehorn? I always he get had, those two confused. He had the one of those big. Monsters. Yeah, he had the yeah. or the saber. I think it was the what? What? Not the saber. What's the what's the thunder tusk? I think yeah, the thunder tusk. And uh, he had one. I believe he had one cannon. He had one cannon. He had one unit of mornfang. One unit of mornfang. Three saber tusks. Yep. Two fire bellies. BSB so he, and level four. Yeah. So he wasn't running what you call the. This is how you win it no. list. Well, Wisco dice Wagner. Paul Wagner was running the three, I think the three Mordfang double cannon lists. Was he? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's got a lot of hard hitters. It's really mm-hmm. nice and maximized. It can really work. But it, it's nice to see people doing stuff. Switch things with, up. Yeah. You know, because that's. And, you know, actually, Alex Gonzalez, who had no Mordfang, no Hellheart, at the end of, uh, the first day, he was in the top position for using first place. Was he? Yeah. So I, Sunday morning he played at the top table. And that, and like I said, that's 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 really cool. It's that cool, cool. That when you when you see th- these variations will work, and apparently will work just as well. But of course, we're also going from a no comp environment, right? Um, when you're limiting certain factors here and there and and everywhere else. You know that that might stop you know certain certain builds from happening a certain way. I suppose. Well, with regards to the no comp environment, did you hear or witness any games that were ended in devastating faction fashion due to like a six die dwellers or some six die super spell? I didn't hear of any. I don't think I did either. Uh, no, I mean, no, uh, no notable. At least not that it ended the game or, or just yeah. or made it this this. Just totally screwed everything over. Right. You know, um, there was one, and Chris talked about it in the last game, and I was going through the rules, and, man, it just... I don't even know if I should bring this up, but we've got time, so I wanted to talk about it. Okay. There was this list um, 
at uh, at Bits. It was a VC list, and he had I, I, now I, I may have this wrong, which is why. But Christopher played against him, and he had I think it was a full command. Right. Uh, I don't forget what the unit was, but then he had five character models in it. Three of them, I think, were wraiths. Right, and so they were in the back rank because the, the because the full command was in front. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where, and it, it struck me as so weird because if you read the rules for command, it says they have to stay in the front rank. They have to stay. The only time they cannot is if there is no room for them. And by no room for them, I would assume that means you were only you had a full command of three, and you were either one or two wide. Okay. Okay. Because they have to stay in the front rank unless there's no room, and there's pretty much always room if you have five wide ranks. Uh, the rule for make way says you can displace characters, including command models. Sure. So what the what the guy did against Chris was when he went into combat, he had all three of the models in the back make way and move the command unit into the second rank because they can displace models. Okay. So he, his front rank when was, combat started was, was all characters. Five ethereals. Five ethereals. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think it was five characters, but I, I don't know. I don't know four of them were ethereal okay. because they had the rates and stuff. Right. Like that. So Christopher couldn't actually attack the unit. And it just and when we read the rules, once again, rules is written. Absolutely, it does say that. But the rules actually contradict. This rule says I can displace. Well, if you look, and once again, this isn't a rule. If you look at the example in the book, there's a horde against a non-horde. Okay. And the guy who's making way is in the front rank, and he's making way, and he's displacing a rank command and model, a rank, and, a command model, okay, to a different place in the front rank. You know what I'm saying? I got to make way. My my here's sure. my my three man command unit all next to each other, and I want to get next to that character. I want to make way to that spot. So I say make way, and I move him there, and I can. Di- but the displacing of yes, you can displace them, and it it only says that. It doesn't say can you you can move dis- them to the second rank. It it doesn't say you can't move them to the second rank. It says you can displace them. Their rule says. You can't move them out of the front rank unless there's no room for them. So I guess the definition became, well, what's room? I want to put these guys up there. Well, wanting to put characters up to the front. See, and this is the two rules contradict. So what I came, I think uh, rules is written. Yes, you can absolutely do that. Okay. Because so there's no debate there as far as the legality I, I, of it. I think rules is written. Uh, once again, I wonder if rules is intended because the example they gave was not. Once again, do you picture the guys sitting there going, well, what if I put five characters in this and I want to displace the. Well, from the fluff perspective, you could say, okay, we're about to fight this, you know, bit nasty unit. Mm-hmm. Rank us, rank and file, guys. We can't take it. So, you know, make way for the characters. Here they come. Right. And then and rules is written. It says you can do that. But when I looked at the picture and how they exemplified that, I just don't know that that's what they intended. I would love to see. I would love to see the next BRB update. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that addressed. I've never heard it come up. I've never seen anybody do it. I've heard about a talk down podcast as a viable strategy. So, but I didn't think. Well, and here's my question: This rule says I can displace them. This rule says they can never be out of the front rank. The two rules obviously completely contradict each other. So, if you've got five characters and it's five wide, so then which rule takes precedence? Who, well, according to the book, whoever's turn it is. So then on your, so on if yours. I've got the five characters in my unit, I move my five characters to the front on my turn and they can fight. And then on your turn, they got to move back to the second. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if you flip flop every, but, but, and that's, but that's my question is which rule takes, because if they can't, then they got to move back up there. 
And so that's why that's the only reason I would love to see this one. I think rules is written; it's very clear you can do that. Right. It's another one where I'm like, is that really what they intended? Because if they did, then they would say they could displace them even to the second rank. I would just I, I would, you know, what I'm saying because you because you made an explicit rule here. And once again, 118 pages. Guys are writing it. This rule back 10 Some pages earlier. Are get missed. Sure. Something, but it when you I think it's one of these things. I'm always asking for FAQs on things that people think are sometimes kind of obvious. Not because I'm trying to get a bonus or trying to rules lawyer, but because. Once again, this rule contradicts this rule. This make goes it, back make to, it airtight. This goes back yeah. to the whole crumble argument we were having. Right. Rules is written. This rule says this, and this rule says that. Is this what you intended? Yes or no? That's all I want to know. If, right. Just tell me what you meant it to be so we can play it that way. I and agree. So I, that was my, you know, I was curious about that because I'd never, I never even thought to do that. So knowing that, would you pull that on someone else? Or is it too... I don't want to say gamey, but uh, uh, yeah, too, too powerful. I don't want to say pulling it because if it's legal, I don't want – and I, I forget who it was, whose list it was that had – and I'm not trying to – I don't want to disparage this person or say they played sure. it wrong or they played it. it. It seems like I would never have thought to do it. And you said, okay, well, you can according to the letter of the law. I don't know that I would. It seems maybe because I heard about it on a podcast, but if I see that set up – it seems very obvious what he's trying to do. He's trying right. to you know, orchestrate right. that. I only asked you about it if you'd even heard of it before that happening because it just it, – it seemed to go against You're everything I yeah. understood. I, 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 I had heard of it. The rules. Yeah, I just – I never knew you could do that. It seemed a little odd to me. No. So, all right, let's take a last break, and then we uh, just a little more to, to chit-chat about, and then uh, we'll wrap up uh, for tonight. Sounds good. You've heard him on the show. You've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right, folks, Urza'sDen.com. Custom modeling, sculpting, and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck, you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at Urza'sDen.com. You won't be sorry. Back, Eddie. Back, back, man. We're back. I'm Abraham Lincoln. And you killed the undead. <laughs> I liked that movie. I know a lot of people didn't. I like anything with vampires, I admit, but I, I love the concept, the idea. I know a lot of people. It's, it was weird because they kind of treated it serious. Okay. Although it was such a ridiculous so idea. Campy. Well, the guy who the guy who wrote it wrote some really great I mean, he did Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. He did Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which is oh, that's Pride the, and Prejudice the, happening in a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse. <laughs> See, that's, um, that I could get into. His newest book is the coolest concept. I haven't had a chance to read it. Uh, it's The Three Kings from okay. the, the Nativity Story. Sure. Oh, I think I saw this book. But they're like barbarian kings practically so Herod wants to know where the baby is and Herod's like I want to know where this baby is born when you find him come tell me and they start to realize that Herod's playing them for something they don't like it so they decide not to go back now in the Bible they decide not to go back they go back sure. by a different route right and you never hear from them in this book they decide screw that we're going to protect this baby and they when Jesus and them are going to Egypt for the census and they're taking him out mm -hmm. before the slaughter of the innocents it's all the guys that Herod is sending to find and kill them, and these kings, like, protecting him, like, taking all these guys out. That is cool. Saving him along his route. And I'm like, 
that is such a bizarre idea for a story, but it's no different than vampires. I mean, if you want to know, I mean, why does Abe Lincoln fight vampires? I mean, they changed the real history of Abe Lincoln. I mean, obvi- I mean, but they made him an only child. I mean, there was like one of like nine. Okay? okay, right. You know, he sees this weird thing, kills his mother, and so he goes, oh, he doesn't even realize the vampire tries to kill it, can't. Then he gets taught, oh, you know, they're vampires. Well, it turns out that these all these vicious, evil vampires, they're from the South. See, they're bringing all those slaves in as extra food supplies. Oh. And so Abe Lincoln is fighting them because he hates them because they killed his mother, but he realizes just taking them on one at a time like this, I'm never going to beat them. But he, once he realizes what they're doing and where their weakness is, is that they have to hide and they're using this form of... Mm-hmm. So now he's like, well... I, that he becomes president in order to help stop slavery, to deny to their, stop food their food source supply, to, to to basically break the back of the vampires and, and and stop them from taking over the country. Do you think that'd be insulting to people who live south of the Mason Dixon line? Say, hey, we're not undead. Well, I mean, we don't was, we don't eat slaves. Well, okay, was, <laughs> it, okay, yes, the people who were alive at the time and they still had slaves might well, have been offended. Yeah, right. But at this point, I don't think there's anybody who's sitting there going, you know, thinking, "Hey, you know, you know, if you're Dang, sitting there going, my great grandfather owned slaves and he wasn't no zombie." Okay, if that phrase is coming out of your mouth, <laughs> you have bigger issues. Yeah, he wasn't no vampire. Okay, but. You're really defending the slave owner because, you know, don't depict him as a vampire. He was a lot of things, but the undead isn't one of them. Right. Uh, you know, but the guy, I loved it. It was fun. It worked for you? I love it. worked for me. So, listen. So, okay. Episode's going to drop on July 10th. Yes. Which is, we said, the two-year anniversary of 8th edition. Um, I don't want to go into... I, originally, I was going to say, let's talk about the things, and I was going to go back on old episodes when we were talking in the beginning, all the fears. Highlights. And the, and you know, I mean, I still remember playing on the day of the release here at the house. We, we had the midnight party at UGG. Which I was not at. Yeah, oh, that's right. You couldn't make it. Yeah. That's right. Didn't you stop by or something? No, I was out of town that weekend. Oh, that's you're out of town. Uh, Grant was there. That's where I got to meet Grant. Oh, is that the first time you guys met? I think it was. Oh. Um, but we had set up for this big, I think I met him like once before, just, I was at the store, he was at the store, okay. but like, I remember him showing up at the, at the thing, um, that next day, everyone else was asleep. I was up for like the whole pod hammer right. marathon. Oh, for, like, right. So we had that running on the computer. We were playing, you mm-hmm. know, the eighth edition rules up in my living room. And I just remember, I, I still remember Dave from pod hammer, uh, just like basically quitting eighth edition like that day. He played his Warriors like twice against Skaven and said, no, I'm never playing. And wow. I, I don't think he played another, he might not have played another game. Enter the rage quitting era. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I just remember them playing against the Fury Skaven with, or maybe not, might not have been Fury, but just all those big hordes. Hundred, like a hundred. Yeah. And nobody being, nobody being ready for that and taking, still taking Warriors of Chaos and with, with knights. Fourteen saying, guys or seven guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, my unit of ten knights, I have no chance. I can't do this. We, It, it sucks. Um, it's you know horde you horde armies are going to rule eighth edition. <laughs> uh, cavalry will have no place in eighth edition. Uh, it's just so funny. All the extremes that we thought were going to have magic is so unbalanced. And you know, um, mm-hmm. I just remember reading the first time I read the miscast chart, going, "Holy crap! This is so brutal. Yeah, this will destroy you. One miscast and you'll lose again." 
Dude, we're miscasting all the time. Okay, I lost a level and I lost a couple dice. It, it happens. I mean, it'll happen once in a while. I cascade a lot. We all know it. Well, you've earned that nickname. That's the and, and that and that is pretty much the most brutal, except for the one on the exact opposite end where you just lose wizard levels, lose D three, sure, yeah, where you could lose. Every, you know, you could become a not not a wizard uh, anymore. Yeah. That sucks. But uh, and like I said, the magic phase you said can really swing things for mm-hmm. you, can win it for you. But uh, I just I don't. I, 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 the the fear that one one good magic phase I'm just going to re-rack my game. Why even bother putting my models on the table? I think I was talking about that with your crazy slam throwing a uh, purple sun a purple sun your down your lines and yeah. wiping out your army. Christopher did that to me with his uh, he was playing his dark or his cast dwarves against my regular dwarves and he managed he flew his Lamasu right up to my side. Yep. I was in a line. Purple Sun did like forty wounds, got all these dice back. I was just like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I, I can't on the receiving end of that. That's not fun. It, how many times that happened to you though? Where it, that, I mean, this ended the game twice. Twice for me, it happened once. Where they, yeah. it, that happened, and I was like, okay, I lost right here. I mean, out of what not, hundreds of games, maybe? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know that I've had hundreds in two years. I but I've you know made hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm playing so once per, a week, one percent, two percent. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm not worried about it, and I'm we're seeing a lot more cavalry, especially now that you're seeing monstrous beasts, even monstrous cav. If you don't have it, you know, right? Well, cavalry, my, cavalry is the answer to monstrous cav. Yeah. So yeah, they, my they black have the knights, role. your dragon princes. princes. Uh, you know, a two up armor save is now it, it, <laughs> pretty good. Well, it's an unstoppable it, oh, two that, up armor save. Exactly. Right? Um, I just we're so used to seeing people giving up the hand weapon shield for the great weapons because most it's armors are four or five anyway more. so if you could yeah it's about damage output yeah i mean a strength three with a great weapon armor five armor six sure is gone armor four becomes a six i mean it's it's good yeah it is good um it's surprising i mean it's just so are you are you happy with the direction that Eighth Ed is heading to towards I, now I, that we're two years in? I love Eighth Edition. I do too, actually. I really love it. I know there's random things and people like like them or not. Um, I never really play with random buildings or terrain, although I know you could bring them. I know uh, that's something I'd like to do as as a as a fun game because you know, like when you read some of the rules, it says everyone could bring, or when you put terrain on the board, you just roll for it randomly, or or that or. You know, we can each bring a couple of pieces of special terrain. I mean, because literally you could put anything on the board and you could... Oh, so you're saying pick something You can grab specific. anything and put it down and say, I'm bringing this. Okay. You yeah, know? We can, we, I'm happy to do that. In fact, you we could do that for our game that we have coming up. Yeah. Well, do you want to throw more random into that? Sure. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the random. It doesn't bother me. You know, I, I like For fun games, I like it. You know, people say pre-measuring slowed the game down. I will say this. I don't think pre-measuring ever slow. I mean, now... For me, it's sped it up. Well, here... Zzz, okay, so I need an 8. Yes, I agree. Or no, I think you need a 9. Okay, well, let's... Me- let- right. That's done ahead of time. Now, I know it did make artillery much more lethal. In the current yeah. environment? Uh, it did, but it, it, you have to take out units in their entirety to get their points. That's right. the trade-off. But at this point now, you know... You don't even have to measure. You don't have to measure with cannons anymore because you're not saying I'm going to guess 22 inches. I'm guessing eight inches short of this point uh, right here at the front. Roll let, the two dice. The come on. See what comes up. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, I'll and tell it, you, back back then where you, you couldn't pre-measure, I would spend 10, 15 minutes agonizing whether or not is this 
is that 12 inches or is that 12.1? Oh, you know, sitting there in, in torture. I did it for a while, but eventually I was – as once once you finished your movement phase, I was looking at all my artillery. Once your guys were set and they probably weren't moving from there. Right. I had my artillery. I was already eyeballing and figuring distances. So when it came time to call it, I was calling. And you get pretty good at it. Yeah. I mean, you, there's times you miss where you're, you're, you're short a you're couple inches. You're sure. You know, and if, and if you guess, I mean, if you guess a little short by two inches and then you get a bad bounce roll, it doesn't make it there. And you're like, oh, crap. Right. Or if you overguess by a couple inches and then roll a 10 and you miss the unit completely, that's annoying as well. Um, but it does. It, I think it, it does speed up the game. I'm guessing eight inches from the back of this. Okay, go for and it. There it goes. Yeah, you roll the you dress, so yeah, and you're done. It, it made it worse for big models and single model units. But once again, you know, a cannon against any sort of a horde army is just oftentimes ineffective. A waste. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a lot of points to just take the three or four rank, three or four mm-hmm. models off of fifty. Yeah, I agree. So the other thing was is uh, Eighth Edition feels like you know an epic clash of armies. Every game is yeah. a huge. Whereas se- yeah. Seventh Edition, you'd have like five or seven guys. They'll shoot a unit down to half strength, get the points, and then claim a corner. Right. You know, is that is that there, Warhammer? The, well, like, you know what like it was a skirmish game. It, it, it did. It, in fact, when they moved to this, it is. It's a. It, it's bigger, bolder armies because you've got to kill. You have yeah, to it's all wipe about them that out. Battle line. They're running. Get them. Oh, yeah. you got to wait. You better chase him because that one model is the difference between 300 points and no mm-hmm. points. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it gets into that. Um, in what You know, getting rid of the idea of just claiming quarters as as any sort of points For towards points. your victory is gone. So it's like you're not. You're not going to do what you said. You're not going to get – I'm going to get a little here, a little here, and I'm right. going to hide in the corner. Five guys here to get 100 points? Right. Yeah. No, I'm not. And, you know, you're not – and so you're not even looking a lot of times. Yes, you're throwing out chaff. But, but Chaff yeah. isn't claiming quarters. They're there to do something You're completely different. They're there to win different. a fight. Yes. Yeah. That, totally they, agree. They've really geared this game towards go. Go and kill. You're not You're not here. Uh, it, it, it almost seems 8th edition is not points denial. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a draw. I'm looking for the just the win by a cup by 110. Um, it, it seems like it's almost... It, it's really not suited as well for that type of, uh, type of a game. Totally. I mean, you yeah, can play I, it. You could, and you only really technically need to win only by a hundred, right? But and if you're playing a one-off game, but here's the thing: if I'm playing a one-off game with you down here, and I okay, you're, I'm bringing this, I'm bringing this. I mean, if if at the end I realize it's really close, at the very end, okay, maybe I'm holding off. I don't want to give a point here on a charge, or I want to focus right. this there. But I'm not coming in looking to play for a draw. I'm not looking to play for eleven nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you could totally have done that before and set it up to, you know, this is my all-comers list. Not fight anything, I get can half show, points here, half points yeah, there. I can show up at the game store any Wednesday night if that's game night, and I can play this list against anybody because I'm going to smash some people, but if I can't smash them, I know I can just I can just kind of duck around and deny points. Yeah, It doesn't work as well. Now, of course, I spent a whole bunch of time earlier in the show saying how my VC core is points denial, but that's just my core. Sure. If you ignore my core and start taking out those Better troops, you could, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I I didn't give a lot of points in all of my games, but I only had the one the one draw, right? You know, but you can you can keep it close. I really think it's got a game. I mean, it's got its flaws. I mean, we've brought up. We, I mean, half the half the show we've been talking about what needs an FAQ. Absolutely, but overall, it's it's really it, I have I, I like every 
time. I have had, I think, two games in two years that were just that I, I hated the games themselves. Like it was just like, oh my god, this is mind numbing. Not because I mean I've been pounded and wiped off the table. I mean, okay, of the two games I had, there were absolutely no fun whatsoever. I wasn't even counting the one where Grant got me as the ringer in twenty eight minutes. That okay. that okay. was. Well, let, can I ask you what those games were? Um, well, one I don't want to talk about, um, just because I we all know the people that that game happened with, and I don't want to I don't want to upset anybody. I was just. Okay. That was there was a lot of arguing and it wasn't very it just okay. went to not fun in general. Gotcha. The other game was it was I uh, wasn't my orc and goblin gun line was it? No, your orc and goblin gun line was and you know that's one of those things that was infuriating while I was playing it, but afterward it was a really fun and a really good game. Really? Okay, yeah. I'm surprised I mean, to hear you say that, but okay. You know, well, yes, it was it was annoying, but once we got once combat started, started, you kind you of you, you, guys you were combat? making me break. Make break checks, right? And I'm throwing yeah. things around here and there, yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to get into the back line. You have so much chat; it's such just complete. I mean, just minefield. Yeah, there's just crap running yeah. everywhere. It's I don't want to say it's it's havoc. Yes, uh, hordes. I mean, a big, a large point game of orcs and goblins with lots of chaff units is havoc on the table. Mm-hmm. There's twenty some odd units to move around, and you're just like, oh dear lord, what's? I don't even know what. Where to go or what exactly. to do? I yeah. mean, just crap is exploding and flying past you in every direction, you know. Um, and it's frustrating in the beginning when you get a couple of really good shots with your doom diver, and you're it's like, damn, you just you just really knocked me down yeah. before we even got there. But then once we're getting there, stuff's blowing up here, blowing up there. There was some epic combat that happened. Absolutely. And the beginning was all that stuff that happened just added to it. Mm-hmm. I'd say probably the one game I'm trying to think that was just absolutely. I was just like. Oh, I can't believe this! I forget who I forget the oh, name of the like guy. Oh, avoidance type. But it games. was it was yeah. they were just like I can't take out this stuff for you. You really, you know, you, I could give you, I could try to take this, but I might lose. So basically, the the game they threw some magic at me and then just stayed out of stayed away. Right. And so the game was over. It was it was a game that was over quick, and it wound up being a draw. And it was just. Kind I mean, of, I like kind of I like it, I like exactly. I like yeah. an exciting tight game, but you're just putting if you're just putting together. Okay, I can't beat you, so I'm just going to hide. And I understand you don't want to lose a game sure. when you're playing. That's like a zero-zero soccer match. Yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time setting up and playing to not play a game. Right, that was frustrating. You're exactly right. I had one game that, like I said, one game that was a non-game, and one game that was just like practically fights breaking out. I will say the game where Barnett Purple Sun right down the line like that, mm-hmm. which I should have caught and wasn't even thinking about and lost it. That's, I mean, just to sit there on turn two and have something come out of left field and and watch literally melt your army away. over half of your models oh, yeah. just go off the table because of one thing. And he's like, oh, and I get to roll for those 50 some odd guys. All the sixes give me more magic. And then he did. He had he had a, mm-hmm. he had 12 dice back in his magic oh, yeah. phase. And I was just like, I, I, I'm I'm done. Like, yeah, that's he's he's done that like, to me, too, too. Yeah. And it, and that's nothing against Chris. I would have well, if I was in his position, I would, I would have done the exact same sure. thing. But man, that was so. The three there were three games that were just no fun. One, beca- right. but you know, one because I was stupid and let something dumb happen. One wasn't a game, and one there was an argument. But okay. other than that, they're all fun. Yeah, they're all fun. Uh, he Chris has purple sun me twice, and I'll be <laughs> lying if I said it didn't take the wind out of my sails. But you know, it well, happens. I mean, look, he did that one to 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 Sally Joe. Yeah, and wiped out, and but that that wound up he. 
after did he, he did come that, back and almost well, yeah, get a draw? Yeah, Joe brought it right up to where it was almost a draw. Wow. I mean, he turned around and said, okay, you got me. He didn't give up a bit. Now, that's an exciting game. That is a good game. You know, I don't mind a game where I lose bad. I don't mind a game where I'm winning heavy and suddenly it's a draw because you're, you're, you're doing all the things right. I mean, these... It makes the game so much fun. More That's enjoyable. what makes the game epic. That's what makes the game sort yeah. of crazy because it, it, you never know what's going to happen. Well, because both do. people are engaged then for yeah. the majority of the time. And right? we're sitting around just talking about that game like right. for forever after. Um, in, in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, I just I, I, I really love it. I'm really hoping that when ninth does come out that it's just tweaks because there's a few things that can use. Some cleaning up. And yeah. You know, stuff. I mean. Tightening up. Yeah. I'd like to see skirmishers become a little more useful. I just think I don't know. I, personally, I haven't found a way to make them work really well. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand that keeping them apart and pulling them together so that the footprint is set. It's just yeah. the logistics of doing it is annoying. They need to make a tray that uh, all you have to do is like pull a lever and it will like tighten them up. The, the thing do that, they make something like that? No, but I actually thought about painting. Instead of actually, you know how you get those, like the Gale Force 9 sells those boards, yeah. uh, the movement trays that have the half inch of wood right. spaces in between it? I was thinking of painting half inch markers on my tray and like magnetizing them so I can just put them in between the oh, painted just lines. Move them around. And then when it goes, slide them because. Sure. Because even those, I mean, those Gale Force 9 trays are gorgeous. They look nice, they work, but then you got to pull the one out from the middle and then you're pulling all the guys inside. Mm. Nothing's even, it's all falling off the tray because it's not working. Right. So that, I don't know, it's just, the logistics of skirmishing just irritates It's me. annoying. I yeah. agree with you there. Um, but I'm really loving it. But speaking of having lots of fun with games, yeah, um, we are going to do, in a future episode, hopefully soon, hopefully by the end of summer, um, we're going to do a big, you and I are going to do a mega battle. and 4,000 point slobber knocker. 4,000 <laughs> points. Um I don't know where we came up with that. I could go heavier, I could go lighter, but four thousand seemed pretty nice. Well, it's out of the norm. Three thousand, we played a couple. I played a couple times, but four thousand is rare. Yeah, four is rare, and more than that is going to be even more than the all day thing because we're going to be stopping in between turns and, and, and recording talking and talking about, about it. About it. Yeah. Um, so I'm taking the VC. Um, I think I'm taking high elves. And that'll be the high elves. That, yep. That's been the the two that we've fought. So many times, tooth and claw, and yeah. I think our, our record is, if not even, is only off by like maybe a game between high elves versus VC. I think so. We've been playing each other to to several games now. Of course, you know, and it happens, <laughs> especially in the beginning. I think there were a couple of nights we got in three games because on one I just cascaded my general <laughs> turn and one. was crumbling sure. at the end of the turn. We'll that was reset. we were still in seventh ed, so it was like, oh yeah, yeah I just. Yeah, I crumbled, and that um, this army's going to be gone in a turn. So we'll just reboot and yeah, start over. And so we'll yeah. play. So but, we're doing four thousand special characters. Um, we can. I don't have any in my list, but you know, we're not going to play right. Let's go back. If you want to take special characters, oh, we, I, we I can. thought you were had a preference towards them. I uh, I, I can go either way. You know what? I uh, I do like them. Uh, I don't see any reason not to take them. We could totally do that. Um, I guess I guess I was in, I've been in such a bits mindset, which has been no special characters since Adepticon. I've been, right. I haven't played a game in in three four months with a special character because, and I want to. I don't think I took special characters to Adepticon either. In fact, I know I didn't take any special. Well, characters I think you were, ta- you were thinking about Heinrich Kemmler. I was thinking about taking Kemmler, and I took him out of my list okay. because he was hard to defend. Because oh, I see, squishy. Yeah, it really. He either gets fly or ethereal no, every the beginning of every enough. turn, but. No. 
That's yeah, exactly. They just magicked him, and I was right. like, I have nothing. So um, I took him out. But uh, so four thousand points. We could do special characters. I just I've been in a non. When I built the my list, I was doing a non special okay. character mindset. Well, if you don't take special characters, I won't either. Okay. Um, if you really yeah. have your heart set on it, let me know, and I'll just at least I'll be aware of it. But that's uh, all right. I don't think I've played a four thousand point game in eighth. Edition. I don't think I've ever played a four thousand point. Game, I played Brad. You know Brad uh, Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. That his favorite games are the, Huge, the bigger ones. the better. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we've played several of those. Um. Size because we're at the Grand Army list at that point. True. So you got six specials and four of any given rare. Yeah, Not that see, I'm going to take. My problem there is, do I have enough models to field I, six specials? Of, six units yeah. of the same special. Yeah, right. I, I don't. You <laughs> know, I, I know yeah. I don't. Um, it's just you know, for the small things, it might you know, if you really want more than three in the specials, I suppose yeah. you know, or six units of five sword masters. <laughs> <laughs> right around. <laughs> But Charge. so we've got grand armies uh, and and that now. Um, I'm just I'm really excited to see how this turns out. We're yeah, going to have a it. big board. It's going to take take a, a lot of stuff, but it's like you could throw every toy on the field. Absolutely. Um, I've actually got the opportunity. One of the things I, I, I threw in, the, I got the the master necromancer mm-hmm. to give him. You know, so I, I got some casting. I really got a question. Though I said I think I've got like 20 units. You know, or something like that. I can see that. So, I mean, granted, with my little six-inch bubbles, the spells right for that right there will be nice. Yeah. But they're like six-inch bubbles. And 4,000 points of the army is going to be spread over the whole six yes, feet of the table. Is. You know, even your spells that target you, not granted, you can, a, a dweller's, a unit, you know, you hit a big unit, you take sure. away a big unit, that could be something because a lot of your units are small. But I'm just wondering, you know, 12 power, I'm going to get off one or two spells every turn. Are will, they, will it be enough? Is it going to be big enough? Yeah, because you know when we're playing two thousand points, you got one or two big units, and so your lower life. I'm buffing this guy's toughness. I'm buffing right. these two key combats. But when you've got maybe six going on the board, and they can all be important, is that you know? So is twelve power dice going to be enough? Is yep. ma- yeah, is your magic phase? Is so I, so I'm like I, I need a little more chop in there. Yep, and that's actually affecting my decision on the size of my regrowable units. Mm-hmm. Just in case they get too far away from a guy to catch him or that, so a lot of my core I'm spending on bigger units than I might have originally. I might have planned. to do something similar too. Yeah. I think my list you're going to see a little bit of everything. Oh yeah, so we'll, well see. Yeah, you you've got you've actually got it's weird because you it's you're almost limited on choices it seems with your high elves. I mean, once you get past your, it's mostly due to lo- model limitations for me. Okay. I, mean, I only have so many. Well, Spearman, well, we've got stuff here that. if you need true, to borrow true. anything, but um, you know, you're going to throw in. A, you think you're going to throw in a couple extra chariots or things you don't see as many of? Uh, I might. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you uh, might I'm, see some uh, dragons and. And, and why like not? I mean, yeah, yeah, there's no cannons. Exactly, <laughs> son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to. I've, right now, I've, I've written up a couple lists based on the models I have built. Uh, so there's no terror geist in my list because I haven't okay. built mine yet. Although I'm working on it, if I get it done, I might put it in. Sure. But really, it's I think with this VC, especially when you get to this size, if you want the things to work together, once again with that synergy. Oh, your what, your what, template deployment is it going to work here? And not as much. Points? No, it's not as much. Um, you know, do I want a mortise engine within 12 inches of that? Everyone gets their boost to their casting. 
How important is the magic going to be? Am I going to need that extra plus one regen with all these models? Is it going to make as big of a difference? Do I want to take that? Do I want a black coach? Do I want to say, I mean, at this size, you could almost take some blood knights. I mean, a a unit of five blood knights, I mean, yes, that's 400 points. But in the big picture, it's not that much. Send them through, yeah. And they can, I mean, on a a 2,000-point game, that's... You know, huge chunk. It's all but your four thousand. It's yeah. It's a little and and there are, they can be brutal. Oh, I and know. And you it. can give them the banner of blood keep, which gives them the four up ward against shooting. Yep. So, shooting and magic missiles and stuff. So, yeah, I'll just you. you I got a four up ward against anything until I get into combat. When I get into combat, yeah, good luck. Yeah. You know? And you have them. You might as well field them. You have them. They're good yeah. looking models. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's just whatever. What, however, the rares wind up going. That's really going to determine where the rest of my army, uh, where the rares lead, and my army will follow. Well, like I said, am I taking an engine to buff? Am I taking a terror geist to just run something up and start screaming and do attacks? Am I going to take, uh, you know, Blood Knights? Blood Knights, you know, a team of five isn't that great. Couple it with that unit of Black Knights or with something else, oh, yeah. and suddenly it's like uh, you're you're just steamrolling, working in tandem. So yeah. it's going to be fun, but that's going to be that's going to be a it a is going to be a good time. So we'll schedule that, and I'll make my list. Sure, maybe a report between every round or every other round yeah. or something. Yeah, we'll just yeah. report. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, Hastings and the Raj did a really that really good when they did their Beastmen and their uh, okay. And their uh, wood elves when they took and they had to keep their crappy after lord and lord yeah. wild. This will be a lot. I'm gonna have a lot of unpainted on the table. I'm gonna be I honest with you. I am too. Mine, either I've painted got, or mi- like a lot of mixed and match stuff. Yeah. If I take, uh, in fact, that's what I was looking. at. I was like, man, you know my uh, my grave guard. I don't have a one of them painted. It's all right. So if I, if you're, I do, you're gonna take them, them off anyway. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Let's wrap this up. I think um, I think this was pretty good, folks. Before we wrap up, uh, a lot of people have been emailing me. You know, uh, since last episode. Oh man, I'm really sorry, Chris. Those of you who have offered to help, you know, hey, if there's anything I can do, to help, I appreciate it. Uh, some people have been written me emails, and there's this un- sort of an undercurrent of worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure your show's going to be okay. I should please keep going, guys. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. We, everything was. I mean, it, it wasn't like we hate each other. Everything well, he's was still cool. gaming. You guys he's are still, still gaming. We're still good everything friends. Everything is good. Everything is good on that level. So there's nothing. I mean, you know, just like Curry and Johnson are still good friends. It's just we. This the schedule thing is going to work. And uh, but, uh, dude, I'm too much of an egomaniac to give this up. Honestly, <laughs> if I have to do it myself, I will. It won't be as good with one guy. And a microphone, but... Uh, well, you you always have Snorri to fall back on. <laughs> yeah. So you can't forget that. He doesn't that. talk too much. <laughs> but... Uh, Only when you let him. Yeah. Well, you'll be... Like I said, you're here, and I'm certain Grant and people will... You know, I've, I've got... I'm just saying, folks, don't worry. The show's going to go on. Chris and I are still all good. I appreciate all the kind sentiments and the, and the concern. So, uh, really enjoy... Um, if you're glad of this news, then uh, you know go get a T-shirt, go get a get a hoodie, get a hoodie. <laughs> get a mug. Get you know, the mugs are great. I have them in my I have one in my classroom. I have one here at the house. I you know yeah the beer stein I can't take to work. But uh, I have the coffee mug at work. I think there are bumper stickers on there too. They, you can Is get a right? bumper sticker. Oh, yeah, nice. you can get a poster. You can uh, if, you, oh, if you got a kid. Nice. Hey, listen, dads, if you got a kid who's a fan who's listening, you know, little twelve year olds, they like to put up posters in their room. You know the, the the garage hammer with David and Christopher as as dwarf and elf 
We'll be a collector's item. There you go. Limited availability. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know who's going to be chairing uh, across from me in two weeks, uh, but we'll have a show. It'll be fun. Sounds good. Take it easy. All right. Bye.